Oh, my daughter's at the door. <laughs> what is it, babe? You what? Yeah, I know you're two, but you gotta learn to talk better if you're not. <laughs> Press start. Let's begin this episode. Enough of this. <laughs> Enough of this craziness. Skype is throwing us for all kinds Everything's of loops. Everything's been totally normal now. Everything's been about. totally normal. This is episode 103, and Derek is here. I am here. This is Tim, and of course, Dan and Jeff. Everyone knows they're here every week. It's Tim and Derek who are not as reliable. I get it, okay? I get it. <laughs> um, but Kyle is actually out this week. We've we've given him a break, okay? He's taking some, taking some P- PTO. He, he deserved it. PTO. <laughs> um, so anyway. So we're here to talk about mostly Horizon Forbidden West. That's what most of our conversation tonight's going to be around. That's what I care the most about. I think that's what we're all playing. So we're going to talk mostly about that. But I want that to be kind of the, let's come back to that at the end and we'll finish talking about that. So we don't sure. have to have the puttering out of headlines that we sometimes do. So yeah. just wanted to throw out there some headlines to get us started this week instead of stuff we're playing. So first thing I want to throw out there, and this one's pretty exciting, uh, the Super Mario RPG director... Uh, yes. Chihiro Fujioka, so he was the director of the original Legend of the Seven Stars. He said that he'd like his final game to be another Mario RPG, if possible, because he was asked directly about a sequel to the Super Nintendo by Min Max. And he said that's pretty much that's the one I'd like to go out on, is what he was saying. So very, very cool. If that's if that ends up oh. being something, that'd be amazing. How um, old is he? Is he nearing <clears throat> the end of his career, or I, I don't mean, know. If he's been around since Super Nintendo, I mean, if he if he was say in his like early twenties, then I mean, it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, so get cracking. So That's I'm not gonna I'm up. not gonna lie. When I saw that article, I definitely had a just full on erection. Um, <laughs> Do it. Because I I love that game. One little thing he said though that that had me worried because I'm like mm. I don't know how I feel about that. He mm. wants the game to fully focus on Mario. Like he almost made right. it seem like you're only playing as Mario. That's what his like idea he say, and I was like, no, I want the whole cast. I want Dan. Gino. Tell the people who they need to see in this. We game. need Gino. God damn it. That's it. We need Gino and some Mallow, right? We want Mallow. Oh, absolutely, there. Mallow. Yeah, fluffy, yeah. fluffy little guy. You know, Mallow. And I want Peach to have her frying pan. I, that's yes. I want all the things. Yes, I want all. Um, all right, Nintendo is officially ceasing eShop purchases for the 3DS and Wii U shops. Damn so, of it. course, not the Switch. But that's not until next year. You've got 13 months. March of 2023 is when they're scheduling to shut down the ability to purchase things on the stores. And I'm seeing some rumblings potentially even to re-download things. So it's mm. very similar to that Sony announcement from last year. Mm. Yep. And then there was a bunch of backlash. They came back and said, no, 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 you'll be able to re-download everything as long as, you know, for the future, for the foreseeable future. Oh, we just can't purchase anything there anymore. So that really pulled back. I thought that pulled back a lot of the criticism. We'll see if Nintendo... Nintendo doesn't seem to usually respond to much of that. They no, usually they, just do their thing. Still, we're going to do, do what we want, and you're going to buy your stuff. They shut down the Wii uh, ability to re-download stuff you own. So that, they, I remember yeah. hitting that panic where I was like, uh-oh, i got to d- download everything before they're gone. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, Nintendo is moving on clearly from their online shops of really all their consoles except for the Switch. So there you go. A lot it. of... I think there's uh, someone did a count, a rough count. There's roughly a thousand games that you can't get on any other current Nintendo, or you can't get on Switch, basically, 
across those two platforms. Mm-hmm. I, I said that's it. With it. The, yeah. <laughs> I said, I Mostly said it, garbage, but even if like 10%, that's 100 games. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot. So anyway. um, I said it with the Sony thing. I'll say it with this. It's like if you're going to do that, though, I, I feel like they need to work up towards a lot, kind of transferring that stuff over. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, I agree. They just don't do it because, I mean, I know it costs time and money, but like it's just important. Preservation is important, you know? I agree. I agree. Well, Microsoft, this is something I actually didn't didn't write down, but I was reading about it tonight, um, that there's some filings that indicate that the discussion of uh, Microsoft acquiring Activision, which we know is still under review for by whatever board who's in, I don't know, the Illuminati, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, that acquisition, those talks began the day after the Bobby po- Bobby Kotick story broke and Phil Spencer actually made that public announcement that we're going to reevaluate our relationship. You guys remember this? That was his yeah, response. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the day after that was when those talks became, became pretty serious about act, um, acquiring Activision. Hmm. So it does seem like, according to that filing, a lot of that was a response to the garbage going on. Yeah, so they saw an opportunity. Phil was like, we're going to buy those idiots. <laughs> By the way, Idiot real on. quick, real quick, out of the four of us, do you guys think it's going to go through? Does everyone think this acquisition is going to be approved and go through? Derek, what do you think? Yeah. Yes. You think it will? And Jeff, you do mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I don't think I don't know why it wouldn't. I mean, I di- yeah, I mean, Disney's an even bigger juggernaut. So people talking about monopolies, like, look at Disney. So. Yeah. Yeah. Only ponies think it's a monopoly. That's <laughs> true. I mean, they really are stupid. But are you talking about horsies, or are we talking about? Do you do you think that they're going to take go into ask, account? Go ask a horse right now. There's what there's been think? lots of uh, <laughs> official statements from both Activision and from Microsoft saying we're going to keep putting these games on other platforms, including Sony. And they they at least gave like for the next few years because of contracts. But even beyond that, there's been a lot of talk about like, no, we're going to keep putting them out on those consoles too. That's I what think I keep primarily they they would be referring to COD. Because I think just, so. you, they'd just be leaving way too much money on the table to, yeah, I think so um, yeah. to not do it that way. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Game Pass is adding some games. Um, I wanted to mention some of those. They actually were leaked and then confirmed. Uh, a couple of them are already out now. So you've got Mass Effect Legendary Edition is not just on the console or PC, but now it's you can play the cloud version. If that's your thing. Um, you can also get Lawn Mowing Simulator on your Xbox. Hey. One. Yeah. The so dream, you, can play, you can play an even uglier version of that game on the <laughs> Xbox One. <laughs> it was, if you're wondering, it was on PC and the Series X. It was not on the Xbox One before. Um, uh, Madden NFL is now there because of EA, their partnership with EA Play. So you can play Madden 22. Should be out as of uh, wow. Thursday. Um, it's kind of mean that they put that out right after the Super Bowl because they know the interest in, in NFL just takes a dive off the cliff. Right then, sure. so like, hey, don't forget about NFL. This gives them, this gives people that uh, are addicted to it their fix, I guess. It makes sense, man. It makes sense. Uh, Total War Warhammer 3, which, by the way, is getting really great reviews, um, is also a PC Game Pass game. It was a day one release. I have it. No, I don't have it downloaded because it was way too large of a file. So I still need to clear out a few things to download and give that one a try. What it's type like of a, game is that? It's like a 119 gigabyte download or something. Good Jesus. Um, it is a uh, strategy game. Like oh, a, okay. Yeah. I think it's real-time, but I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. But the other Total War games were real-time. So, mm. 
Uh, RoboQuest is a game preview game that comes out on the 22nd this coming week. Galactic Civilizations 3 is a strategy game on PC coming out on February 24th. Super Mega Baseball 3 also uh, February 24th, which, by the way, is um, just kind of a cartoony, non-licensed baseball game. But I can confirm it's actually kind of fun. It's kind of arcadey, simpler version of baseball if you if you don't care about real real MLB players and teams. Mm. And then Alice, Ma- Alice Madness Returns coming to Game Pass through EA Play on February 28th. So there you go. I would describe that as a lesser month, but uh, I know the Mass Effect one is kind of big, so... Well, what they're doing, it seems to me, is they come in these almost twice a month waves. So I feel like earlier this month we got stuff that was coming out the first oh, two weeks, yeah. and now yeah. we've kind of got the second two weeks. So, um, yeah, okay. there you Good go. Game Pass is still chugging along. I got to be honest, though. I am considering pausing my Game Pass membership. I'm now to the point where I'm past like the big deal that I bought, you know, the big chunk of whatever, a year because I had game uh, game with gold or whatever. It was one mm-hmm. of those things where you had the whole chunk of time. Now I'm just down to paying the monthly. I'm not using it a ton at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I finished Halo Infinite, I'm not really into the multiplayer uh, on Halo right now. I've got other non-Xbox games that I'm playing over the next several weeks. I'm thinking I might pause it. I don't know. I, I um, well, try to keep an eye out. Is it your Xbox Live? Um, yes. What do I have to do if I want well, that's the thing. That's why it's kind of pointless to pause it. If you care about Xbox Live, Xbox Live is like ten bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So Game Pass Ultimate's fifteen. So you're paying five dollars more, and oh. you still have Game. See, yeah. I'm glad you. I had forgotten the way that was all connected. Yeah, I'll probably. Yeah. You know what? I actually need to. I would need to talk to my oldest son. He uses a lot of games on my Game Pass account. Mm-hmm. Oh. So maybe I do have to leave it. Uh, I, listen, what I've been you trying should to be, be doing is, you know, what you should be doing is what I do, and that's when you're getting kind of close to when you have to resub, uh-huh. they'll usually put it on sale. Like sometimes even on yeah. I think CD keys, I've gotten like three months of Game Pass, which is normally forty five. I've gotten it for twenty five. Yeah, and it just can tack onto your account. Does it just add that time on? Yeah, it just keeps stacking. It's like a code. Um, I'm I'm up in July, so I've only got five months left. So if I see a deal soon, I'm gonna I'm gonna add three months. Okay, so if yours expires in July and you bought a three month thing on CD Keys, that's good through October now. Yep. Dude, I didn't know that at all. I that's, that's what great. I've been doing. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do I that. haven't paid since the service launch. I haven't paid fifteen dollars a month. I think I have been Damn. since like Christmas. I think over the holiday was when my kind of last big chunk of time turned into just regular monthly payment. Um, it, listen, it's worth it. If I were to play, if I were actively playing these games, but now I'm in totally in on Horizon. Next up is Elden Ring. And yeah. I'm playing some non-Game Pass games a lot these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, all right, moving on. Uh, Bioshock film is in the works. Listen, Bioshock film has been in the works. It feels like on and off, at least in talks or there's been yeah, lots of plans. Say, I think it's movies. more of an idea than it was like anything was actually happening. But now it sounds like Take Two and Netflix actually have something going. Um, at least that's the the news because it's officially Netflix it's been involved. officially it's officially announced by the Netflix geeked Twitter account. So the actual quote is: Netflix, 2K, and Take Two Interactive are partnering to produce a film adaptation of the renowned video game franchise Bioshock. That's all it said. Didn't attach any big names to it, but it was officially announced, which I don't think. 
it's been announced before. Um, spoilers for whatever it's going to end up being. There probably will be lighthouses. So there will be lighthouses. Good call. Yes. Good yeah. call. Spoiler alert. Um, we've talked about this already in some of our chat, but in case you're listening and didn't know this, Cyberpunk 2077 finally has the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of the game up with their 1.5 patch. It's officially out. I've heard some great things. I know, Derek, you you played this a little bit, right, with the new patch? Yeah, well, unfortunately, um, I had, I'm like level 14 and on my Xbox playthrough. I beat it on PC, but I was playing simultaneously at launch on Xbox and PC. Anyways, when I jumped into my game, I played like maybe 10 minutes and then I hit a bug that and two that two times shut my entire Xbox down and then oh, yeah. when I turned my Xbox on it said your Xbox needs to be in a position where it won't overheat and I'm like eh, it's not in a position to overheat that means your game is like bugging it out so it's during like a scene where it's like a cut scene but you still have control yeah mm-hmm. okay it's a standoff and so i can choose whether i shoot the person or not and every time i go to shoot them the the console crashes jeez so i have a feeling people are all like it's working great because they're just starting the game but i bet you there's bugs just like i ran into in later missions just like is that that just overworking the processor yeah that's basically what it was it's like freaking out the xbox and shutting it down okay That's yeah weird. too much yep. going on at a, at one time okay gotcha i i started a, a new save uh of a nomad run which i've n- never done and i got to god dang it the one you do one where you pick up a uh it's like the very first mission that they demoed um where you pick up the android and she's corrupted or whatever and totally naked boobs and mm-hmm. <laughs> and you help sure. the trauma team come in and take her. So it's like right after that is where I, I think it's where I ended. Okay. So I'm still very early in the game. Um, but the fact that I can play it on a console, it's on PS5 is the one I'm playing. The fact that I'm playing on console at all is a massive improvement to me because last time I tried to play a, a disc version of it on PS4 Pro and it was just garbage. Um, yeah. The PC is where I ended up beating it and it played amazingly. Um but uh, yeah, I was. I mean, it was so. It's definitely an improvement to me. But you know, I obviously didn't get very far because we had other things come out this week. Okay. Well, at uh, DJ, you mean Tuner, you you were finishing up Dying Light too, right? That's exactly <laughs> what I did. Yeah. Why Define finishing up because totally finished it. Yep. Uh, I made watch. choices and if you zombies. guys think if you guys think I'm on this podcast just to talk about Horizon Forbidden West. Wrong. <laughs> Tim, Tim, exile his uh, box right now. I will. I'll do it. Uh, DJ2 Entertainment, who I don't know who this is, but apparently it's a popular streamer. Um, they inked a deal with Amazon, Amazon Studios. Oh, okay. So what's the streamer? Okay, the streamer has struck a deal with DJ2 Entertainment. Oh, I get it. Amazon's the streamer. My bad. Yeah. Um, which co-produced the first Sonic film and is involved in the sequel under this deal. Um, by the way, DJ2 apparently specializes in bringing video games to the screen. They're going to create and produce content that will exclude, uh, exclusively stream to Prime Video. Mm. So they don't, I don't think they've said what yet, have they, with this gaming IP? Have they said? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Life, Life is Strange, Disco Elysium. Um, it takes two. Okay, got it. 
Yeah, Disco yeah, yeah. Elysium seems. Yeah, they, they were already announced to be the ones that were leading the charge on It Takes Two. We don't know if that's going to be Amazon Amazon or not, but Got Life it. is Strange and Disco Elysium they've mentioned for sure. So these are going to be Amazon. This is going to be Amazon. Yeah. Content. Oh. And I wonder right. if they'll be linked to adapting Mass Effect too, because I know there was right. a rumor or something that Amazon was looking at adapting that as well. Okay. All right. I just want the stuff to be good. You know, I don't Same, need dude. them. Especially Mass Effect. Dang. Well, I, I think this is be, this is turning into like superhero movies where they're latch everybody's latching on like this is big money to make video game tv series and movies and stuff like that so you're going to get some good ones but i have a feeling there's going to be a lot of it's just money grab where it's just we're just doing it just to get your money and it's not going to be high quality it's already been that's already been the case too so you know once in a while you get one that's pretty decent or good but well, I mean, everything before was always money grab, but mm-hmm. now there are people that are trying to release things that are passionate. Like I went sure. and saw Uncharted today, and of course they're trying to get my money. But you can yeah. tell if you've watched the movie, you can tell that. Well, first of all, Sony is the one that's producing it, or whatever they release it under their PlayStation Studios that they care about the video games and that they're actually trying to follow the games and the characters. I know there's gripes about Those are not. <laughs> who they who they picked to act in the the certain roles, but then I think that's hilarious that people are so upset about this Un- uncharted movie yet when the last of us was going to replace white characters with black characters and all that stuff they're like that's totally cool freedom to do whatever they want that's like, not that's not well, the then same let them do it in uncharted it's the same no it's not 100 percent. age the same and race thing. are not the same thing <laughs> come on uh, dude well, what, if, what you're, age if you're okay with a black person playing a white character but you're mad that a younger white character is playing an older white character which, by the way, solely was younger to the story. Because even Tom Holland did. is a younger mm. Nathan Drake, so, so they're clearly playing it before games were released, and they're not following it exactly to the T. They're just pulling stuff from the video games. So I don't have a problem with it. Like there was not one time while I was watching the film that I was like, "Well, Mark Wahlberg is just a terrible Sully. He's not a terrible Sully." Like well, he's fine. That, dude. Well, I'm fine. I mean, I've always been fine being in the well, minority. I don't yeah. care about that. Well, like, my point is, people pick and choose. Cash, people pick and choose like what they want to complain about, like what's right. acceptable and what's not. Yeah, I see your and point. It's like it's. Well, it's it's funny that people bitch about okay. the um, movie uh, or video games becoming movies at all, but then like then they try to do something like I'm guessing it, well, kind of like the air, airplane scene, right? In this movie, there's the airplane scene, which is literally from Uncharted Three, and people bitching about it. It's like, well, they're trying to kind of be like, hey, look, like we're paying sort of uh, respect to the game, like we're adding this scene, in, and people are trying to be like, yeah. well, in the game, he's not younger Nathan, so this doesn't make sense timeline. It's like it's it the movie is not the game; not it's its own separate thing. Like That's I got to tell you, I'm saying, so I, I was going to say, solely makes point, sense. But I also hear the point that. Jeff Hassan agree with that too, where it's like, well, the race of Joel didn't have anything to do with that character, but his age did as a guy mm-hmm. who had a daughter, and then twenty years later is kind of this, what is he, maybe upper forties for the last yeah. of us part one. Yeah. Like to me, his age experience and just kind of the hardening of who he is does play a big factor. So if they had cast 
Tom Holland as Joel in Last of Us, I'd be like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So like, He's got to watch a baby. I'm just saying, I think, I see both points. I see what you're saying, Derek, where it's like, why are you getting mad with some casting changing a lot about the character, but you're not mad about this one? I, but I also see the point of like, well, if it if it really truly if your made issue a difference is to the character. Solely is too young, yeah. then your issue is also Tom is too young, but yes. then that makes sense that Tom... And Sully right. are not Tom. Nathan and Sully are both younger. It's literally the beginning of their relationship. I get it. In the moon in the movie world. So it's not in the video game. All they're taking from the video games is certain scenes, which just like Dan just said, they're not taking those scenes and going, this is the timeline of the movie or the video games. They're going, right. we're taking that scene and we're making it our own. So but we're it. doing it. So you movie. get that nostalgic yeah. vibe. Like, Oh, they're pulling that. Cause there's literally, I'm not going to spoil it. There's scenes from uncharted four, uncharted three, you know, a lot from uncharted four when they're climbing the rocks. And then when they do the kids scene, but that's, that's all they take from there. And then uncharted three, there's an action scene. Yeah. A lot of climbing. <laughs> But they and they made sure they did that. They did little, <laughs> little fingertips. It's called it's called an adaptation. That's the that's the word that people just want to act like that's they don't. What I'm I would have added the subtitle to the movie because it made it seem like it was an adaptation of the video game, but it's an yeah. interpretation of the video game. Or yeah. inter- sure, you know, to me, yeah, it's not that totally it didn't make it's not that it didn't make sense. I got it. Like Mark Wahlberg is a younger version of Sully. I I get I get it. Like I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I just didn't want that. I wanted a. I didn't want that, right. but I'm going right. to watch it, and I'm not yes. going to complain I'll watch about it. it. I'll watch it too. That's I also yeah. don't want a I'll black Joel, but if they do He's a black play. Joel, I'll still watch <laughs> it. You know, I actually think that there was a lot of people that could have played a better Joel than. No offense to him, I know he's great in a lot of things, Pascal. but Pedro Pascal was not like would not have been I mean, the top dude, of my Roland. list. But Roland. Like, there's Actually, a lot when, of... when I heard Pedro Pascal get cast, I was like, oh, he can do that. He can totally he, do that. He can, but it was also kind of like the Chris Pratt moment where it's like, does he have to be in everything? A yeah, yeah, because he's like a little bit of that. Hot, hot off Mandalorian, and uh, he was in something else, too. I recently. still think Anson Mount from uh, Hell on Wheels would have been the perfect Joel. I mean, he I know. He aged out, though, right? Like, because he's I, a little too whatever. old now. No, he's, you know? he's yeah, got whatever. to be right around 50. Anyway, who cares? Who but cares? he's you in Discovery. Have a, so. You discriminate against age. You got to get over it. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he's like sixty now. You're being so ages. Kind of be like grandpa or whatever playing. Is he? Joel. He might be older. I don't. I don't remember. I know he's like the elder captain on like Star Trek, one of those Star Trek shows that are out. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know which one. But... Yeah, Helen Wheels is a good ten. Oh man, Helen Wheels. But is anyways, so good, I would say just for those, I know we kind of went off. That's okay. Off what yeah, we I was going to ask really you about, about that movie. Yeah, Uncharted's great. It oh, is a really it fun movie. It's a okay. very fun movie if you just go into it going. I want a an uncharted Batman. movie that just kind of like pulls from the games but isn't the games. It's great. Yeah. If you go into it going, I want a bad movie, then that's what you uh, okay. All right. Trash talker hasn't even seen it. Listen, if I <laughs> I know, but it just I mean it once it's terrible. on I'm a streaming sorry. service, like it's one of those ones that I'll watch right away when it's available streaming. I don't plan on going to the theater for it. Um, dude, get into the theater right now is like, I still haven't seen the new Spider Man. So in a, in about one week, I think, and it's available for purchase. I already bought it, so it should be available to to watch. You're gonna watch home. it so many times, man. It's yeah, but Batman's so coming time. out in two weeks. I'm I'll just saying, yeah, I'm I was hoping early. to go see Batman, yeah. but man, getting to a movie with our family set up right now is really, really tough. Anyway, yeah, you have to pay like 
a thousand dollars. Either either I'm paying for everyone and it's ridiculous, or yeah. I'm wheeling and dealing like some kind of business negotiation with my wife to be able to get four hours out to you know drive to the place, get there on time, watch the mm-hmm. movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah, whatever. Um, all right, let's talk about another rumor. We talked about um, a couple other rumors already, but Capcom. Uh, is set to announce something on Monday. They've had a countdown since last Monday. Yeah, let's check the uh, the countdown where they're at right now. Let's go ahead. We're recording this on a Saturday. I think we got two days left, or like a day and a half, maybe. We have drum roll, drum roll, please. Can't can't do it. I can't do a drum roll. Uh, one day and two hours. Um, so yeah, the rumors and from multiple sources, according to Video Games Chronicle, and that is uh, that they're set to announce Street Fighter Six. That's the rumor right mm. now. Is, is that'll be the announcement? Never played sure. one of those. Just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's all they're doing. That fighting streets. Big, fighting that's streets. what it sounds like. Who knows? I'm going to kick that some bitch bison's <laughs> ass. God damn, God damn it! Don't, don't it could you be more than so that. Or, it could I be, thought it, it was Microsoft else. was buying them. No, <laughs> that was. Um, I that guess was just... that's the new joke. Every time there's yeah, like a game. Sure, around. sure. I have heard that. Well, this is just business analysts saying this, so who knows? But I remember them putting out something about like how. Microsoft buying any Japanese-based company is going to be tough yeah. just because of all that. kinds of reasons. Um, yeah. That's why I feel like – we talked about this already. If Sony buys them. someone if, – if Sony buys a company, it seems like Capcom, Capcom and Square would be right for the picking for Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Japanese companies – I don't know. They have their own way of operating that's um, – It's also they a just pride don't, thing. They just don't – they're just like they, – I feel like they're just like, I'm, I'm good. We're it's good. It's chaos. Yeah. It's chaos. 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 All right, lastly, but not leastly, Walt, Walton Goggins, uh, speaking of video game movies, he was the villain in uh, the Tomb Raider movie. Um, he's also been some crazy characters, though, man. We talked about this in our chat a little bit. He's all over the place. Sometimes he plays a pretty straightforward, like, just guy, like a character that a lot of different yeah. actors A guy play. that you forget is in, like, I, for, yes. I forgot he was in Tomb Raider and uh, uh, the Ant-Man sequel. Yep. Because he's but like, he just shows up oh, yeah. and does <laughs> his lines and if you watch leaves. him and stuff like Ant-Man, or like uh, Sons of Anarchy, then you're like, yeah, I remember that guy. That yeah, guy oh, was yeah. very memorable. <laughs> Um, anyway, I mean, he, he had the, the most cleavage of any male character I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds like, true. uh, right up Derek's alley. It's something. Yeah. Him hitting on um, Jax was just so, and his yep. reaction to it was just so funny. So that, that actor is all over the place. Anyway, he has been cast in a Fallout TV series, speaking of video game IP coming mm-hmm. to Amazon. Uh, so he's not, he's been cast there. So and we know that they've. Already revealed, like you know, like Christopher Nolan's brother Jonathan, who has been doing like Westworld, he's right. he's doing the show. So it's that it's that same series. It's not. I, I don't know. I, I have more faith in that. Ever since I heard that Jonathan Nolan was involved, I was like, well, then I'm freaking psyched for this now because yep. that guy does uh, world building stuff really well. Well, speaking of stuff we're watching, I know Derek, you saw the Uncharted movie. I was going to ask about that. Um, Sharded, Uncharted. Dan and Jeff, you guys going to see this in the theaters? Or like me waiting for streaming. No, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna do the take the Nathan Drake route and pirate it. <laughs> Fair. Well, I'm glad you just openly admit. I'm kidding. Um, I'm gonna get it legally, <laughs> totally legally. Wink, wink. FBI. You're um, absolutely pirating it. Go ahead, Dan. Are you gonna watch? Um, no, I'm. I'm very uh, particular about what what I'm gonna go to the theater to see. Yeah, I went to go see Spider Man, obviously, in the theater. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna wait for that to be on streaming so yeah last time i was in the theater was for scream i'm kind of i'm i've become particular about what i see in theaters now too sure makes sense yeah. makes sense uh derek in general it sounds like you recommend folks watch this especially if they just like a good yeah. adventure if you like time. uncharted 
What I if mean, you don't? It, what if you don't know Uncharted? What if it's someone who just likes Indiana Jones I mean, type movies? Is it right in Ian, that vein? I took my son Ian. He's never played Uncharted, and I said, "Did you like it?" Now, granted, he's younger, and he pretty much says yes to everything. He's like, "Yeah, I really like that." I was like, "You want to play the games?" He's like, "Are they like the movie?" I was like, "Yeah." He's Are like, they like "Okay." Them? Like yeah, okay. There you go. See, yeah. Um, it's made it a its job. What, fifteen million this weekend, I think. So I think it's, I think no, it's done well. I think we'll know the official 40, number. It's on already Sunday at forty-five. Million well, I'm sorry, in, in the United States, I mean. No, I in it's America, at it's at forty-five million. Yeah. Is it? Because I'm, I'm reading worldwide. Yeah. It's saying, well, I don't know. This worldwide is saying thirty-six point nine, but. A 45, it's, here we go, yeah, 10 hours ago, yeah. We it's won't not, really know until Monday. It's a three-day weekend, technically, for the holiday. I think it's safe to say office. that this is not going to be a flop. Whether or not, I don't know that it's going to be I don't think a it will be. record no. breaker, but it's not a flop. I don't know if it's going to earn back its... But that's the biggest thing for studios. Like, if you can earn back yeah. your budget and then yeah. some, then it's like, here's your sequel. In we'll defense of the that. casting, which I wasn't... I've been very clear, I'm not a big fan of. In defense of the casting, though, I do feel like Tom Holland is such a household name right now. And, of course, yeah. Mark Wahlberg yeah. is reliable as well. Mm-hmm. I think them carrying the movie has gotten a lot more attention and attraction from non-video game fans to go see this. I would movie. agree with that. Um, yeah. oh. And and that's why they make these decisions. But then all of us people yeah. who, who, you know, all of the people that are cynical that have played the games yeah. are like, oh, this is ridiculous. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, it's going to make money. So yep. um, that's not about us. and seats. You're right. Because we're already going to do we're going to watch and play whatever. They're trying to attract the non-fans. So, so yeah. uh, 120, 120 million was the budget. I mean, okay. give, I give, still give or take. I think Tom Holland was actually a good choice. Again, mm-hmm. if you're so anti, like, Nathan Drake was older. He wasn't, when he started, he wasn't older. And Uncharted 4 clearly proves that the, he was already like this as a kid. So they could easily explain that away. Yes. And then even solely, they could explain that away. The only thing you can't mm-hmm. explain away is that he met Sully in Uncharted One, and Sully was older. That's it. Mm-hmm. But again, you're not. They well, are. They were never ever following the game. I was gonna taking. say in um, Uncharted Three, he's like what, around fifteen maybe. I forget how young it, that the oh, young yeah, when Sully meets him. Yeah, yeah. When he's yeah. a kid, but I, I forget how old he is. But yeah, so that's okay. right. Yeah, so he actually met him when he was young. So it's like after Sam disappears yeah. from his uh, life. No. Oh wait, Sam doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. exist until Uncharted Four. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. because um, he was shoehorned into the story. Yes. Right. I'm glad. I'm I actually. I'm glad they did that in this movie because that was like a. By the way, I, my brother that I thought was dead. Like it was just kind of silly that he you know. To even though it was shoehorned in, having replayed a bunch though. of it recently, I feel like they yeah. did a good job for shoehorning such a major character into a story of well-known characters already. It's like. They did a good job of that, of kind of bringing yeah. him back in a way that, even though it's forced, of course, but then it makes you appreciate how good of a job they like did. Him at all? It was not That's fair. So many, I yeah. know you guys love Uncharted Four, and yeah, and and well, I was just gonna say real Tim quick thought I was trolling, but I wasn't trolling. Before you went into that, because I didn't want to hear what you think about that. I was just gonna say it makes you appreciate how good of a job they did compared to other times you try to shoehorn in a major character, like in Spider-Man Three. I'm rewatching. 
the Spider-Man mm. movies with my kids. Oh God! And all of a sudden, Sandman is this. is this very personal villain to Spider-Man because of oh he was actually the guy. It's like what is right, this right? Is so yeah. Oh, the guy behind the guy behind the yep, guy. Yep, yep, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but Derek, you were talking about oh, Uncharted that's what 4. Spectre did too with with uh, uh, Blom Blom whatever Blofeld. They did that's right. Yeah. That was oh really yeah, 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 yeah. All of that Vesper Lind was me too, and I'm oh that come was, on, bro. <laughs> Come on. Um, but Derek, you, you said that with Uncharted 4, you didn't like the way they did Sam uh, in, that, no. in that game. I just didn't. I played Uncharted 4 twice. Yeah. The second time, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more, but it's it's definitely tied for my least favorite. I just didn't like I didn't like Sam as a character. So it wasn't yeah. just that they shoehorned him in, but then he was just annoying. He was absolutely annoying. He wasn't likable. I like him. I didn't like him at all. And to me, like when you have somebody like Nathan, who's very, very likable, and then you have a brother that's not likable. And then the whole story is always about Nathan saving his brother's ass. At some point, like I'm like, if my brother was like that, I'm like, I'm not saving you. You're annoying. Mm -hmm. Like, I like them in the, in the same way that I liked the character and the brother character in Ozark season three. I mean, he, oh, yeah, like I, I like when they portray a character in a different way. He's not, he's very gray. Like, so Nathan Drake is kind of your classic good guy. Who's got a little bit of rough edges, but he's a good guy through and through. And then his brother is definitely more that gray area where it's like, yeah. you can't really trust him, but he's also not totally bad. And I, I don't know. I kind of liked that, but I can see but what see, you're saying. Even even in the movies, without like spoiling it, because the brother's not in it a lot, but like they always the flashback scenes, they always portray the brother as a good older brother. But in reality, he's not. But you never got to see the transition to him being a bad brother. All you know is, oh, flashbacks, good brother. Reality, not a good brother You're talking about in the it's, movie that or in the game. The games and the movie, there's oh. a disconnect there where it's like, is he a good Drake or is he a bad one? Like, I don't know what he is. I understand you're saying, well, he's gray, but you don't get to see the transition. All you see is he's young. He's a good older brother. Like, he cares yes. about his younger brother. The entire backstory of him is he's gone. And then he's not gone. And then it's, why didn't you tell me? type thing and well dude i gotta say for me personally with the game i like the way that he turned into a slightly darker less trusting version because he was sorry slight spoiler major spoilers for uncharted 4 here if you don't want to hear this but not only did he get shot and they thought he was dead and then essentially ditched in this foreign prison and he's released and nathan's had these amazing adventures without him and he's moved on with his life and he's got wife sam hasn't had any of those adventures i saw as soon as i watched all that unfold when they're having that first reunion conversation sitting there on the dock or whatever it is i remember thinking like if i'm sam i am ticked off right now like you left me in the prison and you were living this amazing life and he's like well i tried to find you he's like did you because i was right there so i get it even though you're saying you don't see i think that is the transition it's he sat in prison alone yeah. abandoned for what was uh, i thought that was terrible like i haven't seen yeah, you in terrible that's why I'm just it is terrible pitch. but they explained it so <laughs> no well for you guys but like to me that's just like he's pitching a fit and i that's not how i would view it uh, and i understand i'm not in prison or whatever but again you got yourself in prison so to sit there and like uh, he got shot saving, helping his brother escape what are you talking yeah. about uh he got himself in prison he was a part they of that did. Exactly. <laughs> and they thought he was dead. You don't yeah. if you th- if you tell me Oh, he coughed oh, up dude, blood. I so thought that's you were like a dead. telltale sign, right? 
and he fell like three stories through a roof yeah. with bullets in his back. <laughs> exactly. So. so if I think you're dead, you don't get to play victim that you were sitting in prison. That's your that's your problem. I'm still a good brother. I still love you. I just don't I don't feel I don't have that relationship with my brother. We're not super, super close. Yeah. But I don't think if like that happened, he would be like, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. Let me just be cold and uh, passive aggressively annoying. Like, it was just annoying. Um, he was an annoying character. That's all I'm saying. The entire fair. game, I was like, oh, God, he's annoying. The, that's the beautiful thing about uh, our each of our takes on it, because I actually found him to be really interesting. I like this character mm -hmm. a lot. But I like okay. what he brought to the dynamic, because, like, he... And like, I like that like banter. He, like you were touching on, Nate already had all these adventures, and Sam is like, well, I haven't they had a single one. To, but they were supposed to do them together. They had plans exactly. for and years. They never and did them about, together. They dreamed about these special... Because you can hear as they're catching up, he's mm -hmm. like, well, what about this place? And even as they're climbing... He's saying, well, what about this treasure or this place? And Nate is kind of filling him in. And he sounded genuinely excited slash sad that he missed all this mm -hmm. stuff. So, I, that's so what of, I was course, of course, his selfishness gets in the way when he's yes. like when they split at that moment right before the last chapter. And he's like, treasure's right there. So I'm going to go create my own Nathan Drake adventure real quick. And Nate's like, son of a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just I found it more interesting than annoying. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, but I can see how he's he's definitely not like Sully or Elena, but at all. He's a very different character than yeah. than Nathan's uh, connected with. Although Chloe's kind of similar. Whatever, we can we can move on. Um, <laughs> yeah, stuff... we're cutting in the dying light two time. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! There's a couple of shows that I want to just get quick high level thoughts on. The first season of Peacemaker ended. I know. I think all three of you watched that. I did not. No. I finished oh. it. Yeah. So Derek and Jeff watched it. I haven't finished it. I've only done the first six. I got, like, when I made a post about it, I had watched all that had been released. I haven't okay. watched the last two yet. Mm. All right. Um, but overall, you liked what you saw so far, right? You enjoyed that show. From what I, from what I could tell from what you said, it seemed like you liked it. Yeah, I mean, he's... Um, when I watched The Suicide Squad, I thought he was the most annoying and worst character. And now as you watch the show... See, this is where they actually did a good thing, and then yeah. they show yeah. you his gaps. backstory, yeah. and they fill in his gaps, and you're like, oh, he's a cool character. And I think that's even what, uh, what whatever his face is, Gunn, the guy that makes these uh, movies and the shows and everything. James Gunn, yeah, yeah. James Gunn. He even said, he's like, you know, nobody asked for this, and now we're, we're <laughs> making a season two. And he's right. right. Nobody, yeah. I don't think there's many people that are like, man, I watched Suicide Squad. John Cena, Peacemaker. Yeah. Loved yeah. him. He was he no. was, he stole the show. No, right. he was annoying. And so I mean I thought he was really funny in the movie. That's yeah. oh I found him that, most that, of that, the brawl with um what's his face was pretty intense, but uh -huh. yeah, but I felt nice. like the um the show so far has been really, really good. And it's yeah. you can kind it kind of explains to a certain extent why he is the way he is, especially with his background. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yep. And then yeah, uh, another, Jeff, you did finish it, right? You finished. Yeah. It. You have another hero with a, <clears throat> or anti-hero, with a uh, horrible, horrible parents or or dad mm -hmm. complex, I guess. Whatever you want to call it. Um. But yeah, his dad is the T one thousand. So I mean, obviously you're gonna have some issues or a racist uh. version of the T one thousand. Uh. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> with, the, the, with the mullet. <laughs> yes. With the mullet. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Uh, he is like literally like a grandmaster. I think that's his villain name, right? Grandmaster or, or something like that, because he's in the KKK or something. Oh, anyway, um, 
Yeah, dude. It's, right. it's a really funny yeah. show, though. It's like a, a dark, funny show in the same vein as The Suicide Squad and and yeah. and the level of violence that you can expect. Like Because okay. it's still James Gunn. He's doing everything with the show. It's got, to me, like a... a... I mean, it's not like the boys, but like the the feeling it gives me is like the boys. Okay, like you got right. that. You got this crew, and they're dirty, and they they don't they shouldn't fit together, but they fit together pretty good. You know, they sure. work together even though yeah. they don't really work together. So yeah, they're like just... another gang of misfits, like the boys are. Yeah, dude, the yeah. boys season three, three is it coming out in June? Woo! Yeah, June. Nice. They got an animated show coming out first with the. Uh, crazy yeah, so. cast uh yeah definitely look yeah. that up uh, um, but yeah it's really good though uh, and they're doing a season two and uh every episode has like a post credits kind of like throwaway gag it's really funny uh highly recommend sticking around for that okay uh speaking of animated shows the cuphead show is out um yeah i didn't i didn't watch this yet the game i always thought had really cool visuals how's how's the show it's it's on par with the game i mean the visuals are exactly what i wanted uh a show to be um actually everything with the like the technical and visual presentation of it is exactly what I wanted a show to be. It's yeah. just this is clearly geared towards like young, super super young kids. I was gonna ask this you, wasn't, is this kind this of one wasn't of those made like for everybody? You know, was this one of those shows that's super violent and it's made for adults, but they make it look like it's for kids, or is it actually a kids show? It's just a kids show. Okay, and, and Gaston. And Gaston. It's and a kids slash Gaston show. So, okay, got it. I think he finished it. And it's finishable. It's like super breezy watch. It's like 15 minute episodes, maybe even less when you can uh, skip the intro and, uh, and 12 episodes. So you can just knock them out in like one sitting. Um, I haven't. I, I got halfway through. I'm not even sure I'm going to finish it because of everything else that's out. But uh, um, I mean, it's again, on a technical level, everything's just awesome. Um, but uh, content wise, I'm just like, oh, well. Considering there's like devils and stuff in this game, I thought it would be a little bit darker. Yeah. But it's very much a Y7 type show. Well, I legitimately thought this next show on our list here was canceled. I just assumed they abandoned it. That's Space Force, which I so I enjoyed <laughs> season one. I didn't think it was great though. Like I, yeah. I enjoyed it, but I there were, I thought a lot of it fell flat. Even though I liked the I actors, I liked the. I even liked the the concept, like the setting and what they were doing, and I didn't mind even the storyline, kind of that cliffhanger quote-unquote cliffhanger at the very end i didn't mind any of that it was more just the the funny didn't land for me all the time Some, sometimes mm-hmm. but not at, at all the time and i was a little disappointed i mean they i thought they underused john ralphio i thought steve carell wasn't really fun steve carell didn't say he was having fun making this show i, I understand he can be very serious and he's a good mm. serious actor but when he's having fun I have a lot of fun watching him. Like even yeah. his small role in Anchorman, I thought that guy's having a blast. <laughs> Rick Tamlin, even Rick even his, guy. even his small role in Bruce Almighty, in, in Bruce Almighty, his very small yeah. role as a newscaster, yeah. like he's having a blast, and I died laughing at that scene. Yes. So yeah. I'm surprised that season two of Space Force came out, and I'm looking forward to watching. And I'm hoping they improved yeah. it. Is it improved? I I would say yes. I mean, there were several moments where I laughed out loud where I can't remember laughing. I can't remember one good laugh from season one. I just remember season one being like a relatively breezy watch where yes, because every episode is like 30 minutes. It's 10 episodes. You're in and out. It's yep. whatever. The characters are fine. Everybody's fine. Right. <laughs> That's how I classify <laughs> the fine. first season. This is less episodes. Uh, so it's seven. And uh, I don't know if there's a part two coming or not, but um uh, so they I think they added Tim Meadows. I think that's the only cast member they added. Otherwise, it's the same cast. Um but the, I feel like they gave everybody more laughs to work with. Okay, like, good. like good. it felt like a Ben Schwartz was definitely able to play a little more with his 
comedic yeah. chops because you well, know they really underused another comedian who they totally underused was i think is jimmy o is that his name he's really funny he's oh, yeah uh, he plays uh uh like a doctor or whatever like him and, sitting um, down with john malkovich should have been a hilarious yeah. scene in season one and it just didn't work right so anyway it must have been from the feedback. I'm sure most of the reviews were kind of like, oh, this Could landed that, flat, yeah. you know. So and they... there's a part where like Steve Carell, Steve Carell's definitely still like the straight man of the series, which is a very odd role for him, considering right. what we saw him do for seven years on The Office. Yeah. Um, but there are funny scenes that he gets where <laughs> there's like one moment where he gets upset that the, uh, his, you know, his coworkers are pranking people and he's just like shouting YouTube video titles at them. <laughs> Because he's so mad with the idea of making a, a viral <laughs> right. YouTube video. And right. he's, it's just so funny because he's legit mad. And he's <laughs> shouting things that are cute. Like, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I like that. Dog high five and baby. Like, he's, <laughs> he's so mad. <laughs> All right. You know, it's funny because living here in Colorado, I actually know now we're up to two. Is it two people? No, two people personally who actually are active duty Space Force. Oh God! Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like it's it's a real thing. You would have thought sure. it would have gone away after um, the new yeah. president came in. Orange Man left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yep. that was his directive, right? It was his thing. It was. It but was. it was. I think that type of branch of the military was happening no matter what. It's just he was there, oh, and with, okay. with him yeah. saying it, we're all like, "What a dumb name!" But like, it's just because it's yeah. him. I think it was happening no matter what. Like that branch. That branch mm. has already been such a big element. I learned this with talking to them. It was already su- a huge element of the Air Force already. Uh-huh. They just gave it an sure official it title and seal, and kind of gave it its its own branch. As it makes to- sense. Air yeah, Force, it makes sense. Yeah. Space Force. Yeah. I get. Like when I heard it first, I was like. What? But then I started going, well, yeah, I mean, Air Force. Yeah, if it's a branch of the Air Force yeah, or a yeah. spinoff. But again, our, Orange Man saying, you know, it's going to be great, the Space Force, it's going to be it's gonna be good. Yeah. You know, whatever he was that saying. sounds like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was a little more <laughs> Arnold. Yeah. Not Trump at all. <laughs> Trump sounds like a moron. I sounded like a moron. It fits. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, I do. Th- I, yeah, I. Um, God dang it, there was something on the tip of my tongue that I want to mention about the space. Oh, so they do t- kind of, they don't touch on a different president or whatever, but they do kind of dive into more issues with the budget and how they can't really justify doing a mission to Mars anymore. They can't, like, certain things are just kind of losing A little steam. bit real world. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. I do, I still love the opening of that, the first season when they have the other branches, leaders, generals making fun of them. It's so funny. Like, I love mm-hmm. the, op- oh, they're all making fun of National Guard too. I just, that opening was fantastic uh, of the first season. So I will give that one a try. All right, let's talk about stuff we're playing, and we'll wrap it up with Horizon Forbidden West. But first, uh, I wasn't here last week. Just a couple small games I just wanted to mention. Won't talk a lot about them. I, playing Ollie Ollie World, I do like it. If you played the other Ollie Ollie games, it's exactly like those gameplay-wise, where it's a side-scrolling skateboarding game, but they add some cool elements into it. A lot of the controls and tricks are what the other games were as well. So if you like that, it's now got a new coat of paint, the visuals, the dialogue. It's all very silly and fun and cartoony. And um, it's, it's good. It's a good game if you already liked that kind of arcadey skateboarding game. And it does get quite difficult uh, pretty quickly. Now, thankfully, most of the levels are just complete the level. And if you want to unlock stuff, you got to go back and complete challenges in that level. So, mm. Well, I do uh, have it downloaded, so I will be playing it uh, just to have a take on it eventually. Some of the writing is funny. Like, it is like, oh, they did. They put some effort into making these characters kind of silly and fun. Uh, it's okay. all very, it's all very lighthearted though. So, um, Finding Paradise. So if you ever played uh, To the Moon, this is actually part two of their little three-part 
to the moon series uh, to kind of the, some of the same characters it, to the moon. The idea is uh, you are part of this organization that helps a dying person fulfill their last wish. And usually it's going to be like in their dream state. And so it's, it's got some funny, it's a kind of a super Nintendo final fantasy six style graphics. As you navigate the world, it's got that visual style to it. You have my attention. Um, that's the style <laughs> of it. And then it's all very, you know, written dialogue, obviously. So to the moon was very good. Actually it was pretty, sad at times too they did a good job with that game uh finding paradise is a follow-up to that it's very similar so far they're about five six hour games they're not super long but they are t- they're adventure games where it's just walk around investigate the area and do a lot of dialogue stuff that's all it is you're not fighting anything it's yeah. it's a story game and then their third one is actually a very different type of game but they're they call it the sequel to finding paradise which is the sequel to to the moon and those were both on sale on steam so i grabbed those so mm. But so far, Finding Paradise is exactly like to the moon in terms of quality, and and I'm interested. It's very good. So uh, I recommend those. And then uh, I did play some Getsu Fumaden on Dying Moon. I like that game. It's really cool. It's very. It's, it reminds me a lot of good. Dead Cells. So if you like Dead Cells and those types of games, this is right up there. I just don't think it's as good. Like the combat's not quite as good as something like Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. It makes me really appreciate the excellence that that game is. But it is still pretty fun. Like you unlock all kinds of combos and you can upgrade your weapons. And the I've gotten to two bosses. I beat the first one, and so far the second one I've only tried once. It's this like uh, centipede type of boss, and he's Ooh. pretty difficult. Um, it already sounds impossible, but um, <laughs> but uh, but I like it. I do. I, I think the art style alone is worth giving this game a look, at least yeah. on YouTube. And if you see it on sale, it's twenty five bucks. It's a little steep for an impulse buy, but if you see it on sale or if it drops on Game Pass, totally try it out. If you yeah. like that sells type of games, I think it's a solid game. Yeah. Lastly, I bought Retro Bowl. It's for five bucks. Apparently, it was a mobile game, but people kind of were met on it as a mobile game because the controls. Retro Bowl is basically a very light version of Tecmo Bowl, the old Nintendo side-scrolling football game. Oh, okay. And uh, that's exactly what it is. Uh, but it, it's even less than that original. If you go back and play Tecmo Bowl, you can do a lot more. You play defense, you do a lot more. But this game has lots of little mini RPG elements mm-hmm. where you have to manage your team, pay a salary. You can only have 10 active players that you manage at a time. It's it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun little football game. So for five bucks, I'm liking it. So what are you guys playing outside of Horizon that Anything you want to touch on? Um, I can get mine out of the way before we get to like Dying Light 2 and Horizon. Um, sure. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, where we talked about, uh, I'm actually, I don't know when I'm going to be able to carve out time for more playing more than Nomad Run Through, but I do want to do that because I want to experience it on a console. Um, so I am enjoying it, at least so far in the very beginning. But uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, I picked this back up. And uh, after beating Uncharted 4 again, and this is on the PS5 remaster. And look at look at that remaster. Look at that. <laughs> Some nice high quality um, booty. I just feel like <laughs> this game, even though it's a short one, it like I don't know. It it does Uncharted 4 gameplay wise better somehow. It's just crazy to me. Uh, like in terms of the combat and like her, um, she has she does something that lock picking. She doesn't. They don't do that in Uncharted 4. Um, God, there's some other things with the puzzles that they just don't do. And in four that they do in this, and I just feel like this one they just kind of nailed it. And I, I love that it's also serving many stories where it's telling you what Chloe's doing, but also serving as a follow up to four, telling you what Nadine has been up to ever since her kind of company collapsed. And um, I, you know, spoilers, spoilers on this game, but Sam eventually shows up, so you kind of like see what everybody's. So Derek would love it. Derek would love that part. 
so you kind of see what everybody's up to and i love the open area too like i think four didn't really have an open area like that that was just yeah. like that a short one right one of, one of the levels was kind of that open area right yeah. a little bit um yeah, yeah but it was more like it was kind of more like a straight line of like here's where you yeah, should yeah, go yeah. and this is right. way more open and like there's like eight yeah, or nine was... towers you got to go to um that's a great know, game just really awesome that's really good that's all i got other than yeah, it looks like, really eight. it's a beautiful game they're both beautiful it's games so. oh absolutely um dan um, what are you in playing so other than Horizon, I threw in. So for some reason, the other day, I was just like thinking about music games. And I was like, I really want to just play some Guitar Hero or something. Like I was just really super in the mood all of a sudden. To, so I um, I dug through my, uh, one of my bins. I had Guitar Hero Live, which was the last Guitar Hero that they ever made. Okay. Um, and I was playing that and I was having fun. But I was like, all right. So the the like online mode had been shut down two years ago. And that's where predominantly most of the good songs were. Like there's like maybe like five good songs on just the single player. Like that game sucks music wise. It, there's a, a horrible set list. Like there's um there's like Skrillex in there and like Eminem and it's like I'm this sorry isn't I was busy music, with like, emojis. Which one is this? Live or Rock Band Live? Live. Yeah, that game is um, trash ass like, terrible. Like listen, if you like Eminem, it's fine. I'm I mean, I'm not into rap music. It's just when yeah. I'm playing a guitar a game with a guitar peripheral i'm not thinking of eminem or skrillex i'm just not the, so the first the first two guitar hero games had amazing song oh yeah absolutely. oh my god and the third um, one was like my fave yeah the third one yeah point. like um the guitar hero never came back from three in my opinion yeah but um but then i was like you know what let me do some research on rock band four because i still have all the instruments when i had rock band two hmm. um and i and i poked around and i was like yeah th th this looks like this this could work so i bought rock band four and uh yeah totally works awesome hmm. dude so much fun when it came um, out at launch, it was a nightmare. They did a No Man's Sky type journey with it. No. It just got no. they released better, Rivals better. and then it got way better. It, yeah, because yeah. I um I have the guitar from Guitar Hero World Tour. That was the first time they did like the full the they did their own version. That was their the first full. rock band, yeah. yeah. I remember so that. I have that guitar, which actually the, the build of it is really solid. Um mm -hmm. it's actually my favorite one that they had ever made because it just feels really good to use. And um it's just, yeah, it, it's really fun. I downloaded some extra songs. Um, oh, and you can download some of the legacy songs. Like they had uh, Coheed and Cambria. Like they had mm -hmm. a list of like free song. The free list of free songs. Uh, was it Maps? Maps from uh, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs? I think. Yeah, yeah. That's from the third or fourth. No, oh, that's from the third rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The band name. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, do that. <laughs> it's just real fun, man. I. I, nice. I it, yeah. I wish that they didn't die with uh, four and, and live that they kind of kept going because I think mm -hmm. the idea of live is really good. Like they changed the buttons. I think it just needed maybe just a few more sections of them because instead of having the five colors in one row, they had the two rows of three. So it just like felt really cool to do certain convoluted. kinds of notes. Yeah. yeah, but it just felt really cool to do the it, it felt more a little more realistic, right? Because you'd have mm -hmm. if you're playing real guitar, your your finger is going to be all over the neck <laughs> of the guitar. So it's, right. instead of just a straight line. So that's true. But um, but you know I mean if you want realism just play drums on expert that's the only realism <laughs> and or Dude, sing I, 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 can't, I mean I can't. <laughs> you can't play those games and expect realism in guitar oh, unless no, you play uh, rocksmith basically that's it rocksmith um, is just literally guitar tab the game yeah exactly yeah. but I'm not which is musically cool. talented which is like cool I, I'm not talented like you Jeff so oh I suck at rocksmith by the way and I'm a real guitarist <laughs> I play guitar <laughs> and I like failed like the first five songs of rocksmith and I was like this game's not for me <laughs> you're, yelling at, you're yelling at the game like I record albums <laughs> I'm a real musician damn it super easy I, I play songs 
Um, I want to hear a little bit more about Dying Light 2. I have not put any more time into that game since my first... I think I put two and a half hours... Maybe three. I put a chunk of time into it. Actually left it installed thinking this is a pretty fun world to explore. I just haven't gone back to it yet, but it's still installed. I plan on playing more of it on the PS5 there. Man, that game looks really good, too. Uh, but Derek, just, I know you, you finished I should, it. Uh, we should multi it, because I, I feel like we left off the same place, Tim. We should Probably. just eventually, whenever we have time yeah. to circle back on games, we should just multiplayer that one. I had just started doing a couple of the first side quests once it opens up, and I think I freed my first windmill and had done like one nighttime mission, and I just barely scratched the surface. So I wasn't very deep yeah. into it, to be fair. Um, but Derek, I know you finished it. I know you got your hand raised. You've been waiting patiently because you know it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to listen to what other people care about. But let's go ahead and hear yeah. about uh, Dying Light Two. Your your girlfriend must love your girlfriend must love you. You probably don't listen all the time. You're just doing this in real life. And <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, can I go now? Can I can I freaking go now? Like, are you done? Are you done? You guys have no idea how nice I am to that girl. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm a 180 version of myself than compared to what you guys get. To hey, Derek, see. can you show me real quick? What's the animation in Dying Light 2 when you search through a bag? <laughs> there, yeah, there. <laughs> or running. Can you show us how you run in that game? Yeah. Yeah. Just... Like this. But so anyway. it, I did, uh, I played it on PC. I finished it, um, which I was actually kind of surprised, even though I ended up. Um, mainlining the second half i was doing a lot of side quests the first half of the game and then once i knew horizon was coming and uh elden rings i was like i don't want to have to be because i i know how i am like once a game comes out that i really want to play even if i stick with the game that i'm in the middle of i'll like begrudge the game the whole time i'll just like yeah. When's this going to end so I can just get to Horizon? Um, so I really wanted to finish it before Horizon came out, and I was actually surprised I was able to do it. I didn't think I was going to, but I ended up mainlining it the second half of the game. Um, I did run into some issues. For those who don't know, because I haven't been on the show in a month, I absolutely love the game, and I annoy everybody because I tell everybody <laughs> it's a fun game. Um I think in proper context, Kyle and I are kind of the same. We like the the little studios making big games, and we appreciate them. And Techland isn't a big publisher. They're not under anybody else. They make their own games, um, and they are making... And if you don't believe me, go back to their original stuff, like Dead Island, which was... It was good. Like It had the core of what Dying Light is now... But it was like badly done janky. in every it every. It was janky. It, it was, was like like the voice acting even now in Dying Light Two is like questionable for a lot of characters. <laughs> there, you know, in in the dialogue as well. Now there's some that are done well. Um, you can tell they paid extra money for those people, and the dialogue's decent. It's still cheesy. But Dying Light and um, not Dying Light, uh, Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide was really bad. But I still love those games. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. you if you put the game in proper context and realize this is not a triple A experience that you should be comparing it to, I would say Sony. I think Sony makes some of the best games ever. Um, so they're one of the best publishers. So I wouldn't compare it to that. Like, it's not going to have a chance to be, like, Horizon quality-wise. But overall, for what they're doing, and I don't think you guys will 
really get it unless you choose to play beyond but you're essentially playing a walking dead action rpg game and that is you as you go through the game the choices actually matter like they're not just there and then they seem like they matter and then later you find out they don't matter now of course and this is what's so dumb about a lot of gamers the end is the end they have to make an ending to the game so no, not all your choices while you're playing the game um, matter to the actual end end of the game. Now the part where like they play out how the game ends and the future of these people and stuff, yes, that all matters. But as you actually play the game, and some of you probably experienced it with uh, when you make your first. I don't know if you guys got to making your first real real choice, but it changes the world like physically changes the world and it actually changes how you maneuver around the world. So you have a big choice there, but that's not even to me the, the choices that I really liked. The thing I really liked about the game is I really felt like I was playing the walking dead. I at one point was texting because Jesse white was going through the game as well. And I think he's either finished it or he's at the very end. And I go, dude, I don't know who to trust. I have like three or four people that want me to make choices. And these are all main characters. So these aren't like little side quests and stuff. These are people that are going to that matter throughout the entire main story. And I'm like, I don't even know what faction to trust. I don't know who's going to backstab me. I don't know who's lying. I don't know who's telling the truth. I, I know the characters that they're making look purposely shady. I know the characters that they're making look purposely nice. And I live in the real world, and I know the people that are the mo- the nicest are usually the most shady. And the people that come across as mean and shady are usually the nicest. So it was it was a struggle, like, as far as figuring out who to believe and trust. And that's what made, to me, the game exciting to the point that it piqued my interest so much that I ended up going on YouTube and, like, trying to ask the question, like, who do I trust and blah, blah, blah. And then they kind of play out the scenarios. And then that's when I realized that based off decisions you make, not only do certain characters die, but also certain main missions are skipped. Like, if you go with this faction, you don't play two or three other main missions. If you go with this faction, you don't play those missions. Or if you play, if you pick this person or to trust this person, you'll play the mission, but you play the mission differently. Um, or you pay, play a different mission before you play that mission that gives you more intel and stuff like that. So that's when I was like, dude, they're actually making what I think a lot of these other developers should be doing at a deeper level where it's like they're not afraid to tell a main story have main missions and go not everybody's going to experience all these and and i've seen it i i'm in the bigger groups now and there was one guy that didn't like my post he's like oh, it's it's not that big of a deal the choices don't matter and i said dude you take two seconds to google it you'll realize you're ignorant and stupid which yes i did say it like that um Sean, and- you know i have a rational discussion to convince him <laughs> when you could just call him an idiot dude i don't fight over politics anymore so it's all about games that's it you don't get any niceness <laughs> you get nothing for me I oh go but hold on but, but derek is on the outside not nice but in the inside he is nice that's right <laughs> that's it there you go wow. and i'm an asshole but on the outside i'm nice so, oh, so that means that 
someone like Kyle, who's incredibly nice, he's a yes. real jerk behind the scenes, is what you're saying. Just toxicity. Just toxicity. Uh, I guarantee you, Don't Kyle, be. on the inside, hates a lot of people, but he, he can make you believe, oh, I like you, you're good, you're um, but anyway, so that's what that's one of the things that I liked about it. I thought I thought the choices mattered. I even if they let's say they even didn't play out that crucial. Maybe I am dramatizing it. While you're playing the game, you don't know that. So the choices still matter because you're like, wait, do I do I do what this guy's telling me to do? Do I trust him? Um, and then there was even like a side quest where the side quest was about one of the main characters in the first half of the, of the game, not like he's not like a main character, like all the time, but he's, you know who he is. You interact with him. You have to make choices to side with him or not. And you find out that, um, he's not doing well. And this is a side quest. So if you're not doing any side quests, you're not going to play this out at all, but you basically can save his life or, he could die. I mean, and it's a side quest, and I felt the weight of it on a side quest. So I just felt like they handled the mission or the the main story and the choices really, really well. The only thing that I not ended up ultimately knocking the game down to about an eight is two reasons, because I had it in, at a, as a nine easily as I was playing most of the game. That's one because I actually did run into a ground or groundbreaking game breaking bug that if i wasn't playing on pc i wouldn't have been able to fix it because i had to um, mod my game with the the dev menu and then go in the menu of the developer and reset my uh checkpoint um i only lost like two minutes of game time so that wasn't Mm -hmm. a big deal but the point was is if i didn't have that option i literally was being loaded miles away from where the game actually thought I was, and then it was giving me four seconds to get there. So on a console, you could have been screwed. I would have been screwed. There's nothing I could have done. I had to wait. I would have had to have waited for a patch. So that is unacceptable. As somebody who's very graceful with developers, especially somebody like Techland, I'm like, no, this uh, this is an issue I've had with video games for a long time. I don't have a problem with you automatically saving. I actually prefer you to automatically yeah. save, but you should always give the player the ability to manually save. Yeah. Always give the player the ability to manually save. Agreed. Because if this happens, you get stuck. And that's yeah. what happened to me with Ori and the Will and the Wisp. Oh. I ended up keep I kept loading underwater when I didn't have a tool to keep me alive and I just kept dying over and over and over i was like i don't know what to do i'm stuck so and i couldn't go back to a later save because they didn't have yeah they should at least have a list of like your last few checkpoints or auto saves right and you can if this one doesn't work that's a great kind of fail safe you know have the last four or five yeah Yeah. cyberpunk had like 18 load yeah i was gonna say one of my games yeah or you're right good thing you auto it's a good thing you had the PC. You could go find that folder where it lives um, and, and load up. On. So it sounds like because I mean, Mass Effect really at the when you take the whole series into account, like I know people all pissy about the ending, but like you're making a lot of choices throughout that entire series. It's exactly like Ma- Mass so, Effect as far as the journey, it gives right? It's you the journey. all these choices, and in the journey, you experience the weight of the the 
the choices and all that yeah. stuff, which is exactly why that guy was being a little douchebag, and he was being a <laughs> douchebag first. But it's because I know what it was. Is he beat the game, and he was like, the ending, nothing I did in the game mattered to the ending. And I'm like, that's the ending, bro. The entire game and how the world plays out, those choices 100% matter. Apparently people really want ending, endings to be different, like so drastically different. Yeah, like, nobody's going to ever, no no game developer's ever going to have like 40 different endings. <laughs> unless it's, it's like a lower quality game or something, I don't if you change possible. it to where you create your own ending, then the next thing people are going to bitch about is like, well, the narrative didn't feel like it felt yeah. all over the place. Yeah, it felt all over the yeah, place exactly. because they wrote it for you to make all the choices. <laughs> you have to you still have to have like a main story, a main villain, yeah. and then you have to have an ending. And the only issue I had with Dying Light 2 is so and I'm not going to spoil it, but like. You're basically a you're a pilgrim who has this his like you you keep having these flashbacks of you and your sister in this hospital and you're getting shots and you're right. being you're being something's happening to you experimented on somehow you're being experimented yeah. on and now you're seeking out your sister and you run into the the doctor in the hospital like he's the main villain in the game. Like that's who you're chasing after. So that's your whole point is you're you're working through the city, you're doing all these things that you're trying to do for all these people to try to get through the city to get to him. And the way it plays out on his motivations and what actually happened to the sister and who he really was and all that stuff, that was when I was like, No, no, that was really <laughs> dumb. That was really, really dumb. <laughs> And I had a lot of issues, as I've heard other people, the last five, ten hours, there was a lot of technical issues, too, just with the game. So the game definitely needs to be patched. It it was it not, in my opinion, ready for a full launch. This is a game that could have probably come out on PC. Same thing with Cyberpunk. Everybody's like, Cyberpunk shouldn't have come out until this year. I agree, on consoles. It should have released on PC and then come out on consoles a year later. It should Dying Light 2 should have released on PC because if you play it on PC, not just because I have a ridiculously expensive PC, it's optimized better than it is on console. And there's a lot of people that will say it's not optimized good on PC. They're wrong because if you watch Digital Foundry, the ray tracing that they're using in this game is really high level. Like, it's future-based technology, and so it is putting a hurting on... Like, if I max everything out, ray tracing everything, I'm running on my 3090 at 30 frames per second. That's no, not good for a 3090. I should be able to run it at 60-plus on every game. But right. that's, that. the go-to for PC gamers is it's not optimized right, but it it's fine. On Do you PC, think something like DLSS will happen for this game? Uh, I think that is with DLSS. Yes, oh, I had it, with it running it. on. Oh. I had it running max settings with quality. Maybe I had it on port performance, and it was still running at thirty or forty Oof, frames okay. per second. So it needs a lot of optimization patching. A lot of technologies. But it's yeah. but the, yeah. it it can be optimized better. But it's really the technology they're using with the ray tracing. It's like really advanced. Like the Digital Foundry video I watched. 
he's a ray tracing like guru and he breaks down he's like the stuff they're doing look at this you know he he explains why it's taking all your fps's um but that's that's aside the point my point is is that it's ready for pc it's not ready for consoles so even when you guys are like it's a pretty game yeah it's not really acceptable in my opinion on these next gen consoles or now they're current gen for a game to be performance mode 1080p i don't like that i don't like that at all it should be at least 1440p and if that means you have to lower the detail of the world a little bit to get a little more peas to get your 60 frames per second or you know mess around with uh implementing and optimizing the game a little bit better draw distance something right like yeah i think they could have done something i just don't think they had time i think they were like we've already delayed this game 70 billion times we need to get it out we need to make it comes down to the small team thing you just talked about right it's a small team to make money and i think that's part of why they were like we got to get this game dying dying light needed quite a few updates also and then by by the by the time it was like a year or two later you know they were releasing all that extra dlc and people were like love that game so Mm -hmm. you know and and again these are this is a big open world game and even horizon who we we're going to talk about now so we can actually swing into that my I'll end on Dying Light 2 just saying it's fantastic. The ending is a letdown, but if you're looking for a Walking Dead as far as choices, not knowing who to trust, factions, evil people, good people, you don't know, um, type game that's got heavy RPG mechanics, lots of upgrading and loot, um, and great parkour, and it's solid combat when you upgrade. Like, you do start bare bones, where it's just, I'm just swinging. But as you start upgrading and you start adding different tools and abilities, you start flying through and cutting cutting zombies' heads off in like 0.2 seconds. But it's yeah. overall, it's an eight for me. It's outstanding. I, it will go up when the technical patches come out and hmm. and stuff like that. It's to me, it's an 8.59 game as far as fun level and how good it is. But what I was gonna say is these open world games, gamers. I'm not saying you have to sit here and settle, but you also have to be understanding. Even Horizon has issues, technical. And that's made by a big-time publisher who takes care of... Their, Sony is very careful with their games, for the most part. Especially if it's like their babies, like Horizon or God of War or something like that. Um, Uncharted. They are going to want to only release top-tier stuff. And that yeah. includes the technical side of it. And even Horizon has issues. Um, yeah. And e- even it's not optimized very well because I don't know if you guys are playing, and I imagine every one of you are probably choosing the 60 frames per second. I will not play at, on 60 frames per second with Horizon. It is so ugly at 1800p. It's blurry. It's gross. It's terrible. And I'm not. We'll get the to that. We'll get to that in a like, second. Dude, you are so wrong on that. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm not <laughs> wrong on it. There's Check like eyes, several bro. people that are like, okay, we'll get to that I won't second. play it on that. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but Dying Light 2, real quick, to wrap that part up, because I this game that game was very interesting, and I think it it came out to pretty good, somewhere between like decent to good reception. And I I agree. I think over time it's going to be improved. It'll be optimized. It'll add more content. They promised a lot of content for the I mean, next few it's years. It's an eight. A Metacritic th- is an eight. That's I think it's. Good. I think the opinion of it's only going to go up is what I'm saying, which I think is yes. awesome. And so I think that's great. Um, I did learn. I'm learning about myself. I feel like 
just in general, zombie stuff isn't on its own that interesting to me. Like, I know a lot of people love, like, oh, there's zombies, I'm in. I'm like, it's fine. Like, whether it's a zombie movie or a zombie game, that's never that's never that. been something that I'm super interested in. Just like some people love vampires and vampire stories and that lore. I'm like, okay, I can, I can watch it if it's good or play it if it's good. It's just not my favorite thing. So I think that's part of why a game like Dying Light 2, I can say that's fun. That open world is cool. I like the mission design and I like the way it looks. But the, the idea of just killing zombies and then the other alternative is just human bandits you know what i mean like i i think just for me personally that's not my i think it's part of why that game didn't hook me the other the other part of it is first person i Mm. think i'm just not that big and i'm looking at all the games that i've loved over the last several years you know what cyberpunk 2077 should have been a game that i fell in love with setting the characters the upgrades i would have preferred that to be third person i should have loved that game but i think first person actually made me enjoy it less i don't know why i can't put my finger on it i can't say it was a mistake i just think for me personally i didn't like that i don't know i'm always saying i'm always saying sarcastically third person better than first person all day every day i just well now that you have a pc you can download all the mods (laughs) that's true that's true so anyway i just felt as you were talking about it i was like i do like this there's a lot Mm -hmm. about dying light 2 that checks all the right boxes for me the action rpg the open world the story the choices i like all that stuff and i think it's a little bit with i don't i get a little tired of zombie settings after a while i enjoy it for a little bit i get tired of it i get a little worn out on it Mm -hmm. um and then first person i think those two things just aren't my aren't Um, my i'm not big on zombie stuff either like i play all the zombie games because well a lot of them come out and i don't have a problem with them but they're not that's not a draw for me like i don't play the dying light games because of the zombies i actually like the dying light games because of co-op um i like the open world and i like the rpg and parkour parts of it parkour this one just to me stepped it up because the original Dying Light, it has choices. It has stuff that matters in it too. It's decent, but it's it's pretty it's pretty rough when it comes to like, do you really even care about these characters and stories? And I didn't. This one, I feel like it stepped it up in that area. It's still a little rough, like I said. The ending's pretty bad, and and overall, there's a lot of terrible characters. But the the mystery, the choices. All that with the yeah. human characters. That has nothing to do with the zombies. The zombies are like filler. It's the human sure. characters and all the factions fighting. That's what makes me think it's The Walking Dead. It's like, you should all be working together. But just like the world we live in now, we're all human beings. We should all respect each other. We should all love each other. We should all be working together. But no, we all have belief systems. We all think differently. And then we create these groups and then we fight against each other. Yeah, and then we have certain Real questions yep. we'll ask to figure out what team you're on to know if we can be <laughs> friends or not. I, I, I agree with you. Um, yep. The parkour, too, had, has some really cool moments that there are times that I'm like, man, I wish I could see my whole character while I'm navigating. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Listen, that's just personal preference. I understand. Tim, uh, you and I are identical on this, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where I'm like, I can't point to something that is objectively bad. About, yeah. I, I think would the game's rather cool. fight. I just, it's not my personal preference. Robot dinosaurs and zombies, and that's yeah. why Horizon. Yeah, okay. Horizon's more unique. Well, Horizon's always going to have an advantage because of those two main things: is that I like what you're fighting; it's unique, and I love the third person. And they have also right stepped up their 
RPG mechanics in the second one, whereas the first one was, they were there. I, I enjoyed my, you know, going and getting my, uh, especially that OP armor, the, the stuff they asked you to do to do that. I liked that. I got all into that. But this time around, it seems to be sort yeah. of leveling that up in a in a better way that I, I'm already going, mm, I'm going to love this game way more than the first one. Yeah, Horizon Forbidden West has a really strong first impression when you fire it up. Everything from, in my opinion, the way that they recap the first story, because there are pieces of the first game story that I actually had forgotten, like little elements of it, and they do a yeah. good job of recapping mm-hmm. a lot of that. And even the character even the character interaction as you're exploring with the character from the first game uh, a side character from the first game um and and aloy has someone to talk to and someone to teach while she's teaching you kind of refreshing you the player on right, a bunch right. of stuff. Aloy, aloy is a jerk by the way too okay <laughs> oh, yeah. we can get to that because that's my oh, yeah. biggest gripe with this game is how much of a freaking wet blanket she is um but we'll get to her in a little bit i have um, a i have an apt comparison for everything about this game to another game i, it's, I do think i do think uh, forbidden west has mm-hmm. a incredibly strong first impression and i say first impression i've probably played six to eight hours somewhere in that range total maybe yeah. you guys have gotten more but that's about what i've gotten in so far six, yeah, six I'm, and a half. Um, I'm only four and it is that first impression is maintaining like it's not like it died away and i'm starting to peel back some layers and see some stuff i don't like I'm not. I've got I've got a few nitpicks that I also had in the first game that I think are improved, but not quite there in this one. But in general, I still it's just incredible first impression. What what do you guys think so far? And start with whatever you want to talk about with this game. Yeah, well, I'll just uh, throw out the comparison that I have for it uh, as I'm playing it and and some of the RPG elements and crafting and um, even some of the uh, uh, platforming. I'm, it's just Tomb Raider, but it's it's literally just Tomb Raider in the sense that you have a wet blanket of a freaking personality as your main <laughs> character and you're doing the same things more or less, but it's open world and the setting is far more interesting and, you know, the sci-fi so, elements are just super rad. I, I think her demeanor is justified to an extent, but I think now that we're going into the second game, maybe by the time you get to the end, it starts to shift. But it's like, yeah. all right, we've had we've had a whole game where she's a whole game kind of, of like, and... where she's being a lone wolf, right? Yeah. So yeah. like she's still lone wolfing it, and it's like I get it. So people have trust issues. Well, so I I, 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 get I wanted it. to throw out that mm-hmm. another way that it's similar to Tomb Raider for me is that there's no, not that all my games have to be like this, but there's no like emotional core or heart to the game. Really, mm. you're just kind of doing cool crap, and it, it's great. It's actually, it's I still think this game is amazing. But if yeah. that's another comparison for me with Tomb Raider, like I'm just doing cool crap, and the story is fine, so, but the world building in this game specifically is where it excels, mm. in, like to, to like no other degree. Basically, it's yeah. just Derek is this immaculate the, world building. The one that you have, the special the edition. You all both got the same one, right? I can't. All I can see is us sitting in a bunch of balloons. I can't see you guys. <laughs> a bunch of balloons. <laughs> okay, He's go, still watching the go up together. to view at the very top right and change have it to you, just to grid view. Have you or not? Maybe... Have you not been seeing us this whole time? <laughs> no, I no, only you see your see heads us, in balloons. In the together mode. Change yeah. it from like to speaker view, then back to grid view. You know, <laughs> I got it. Okay. This I was. I was you saying, have that. This is the one that you have, right? Case? Yeah. Yeah, the the like hardcover, and then it's got a steelbook cover inside, which is yeah. Really nice. I haven't even opened it. I'm just playing off of Tim's version he bought. Ah, I just yes. kept it like this. Oh, yeah, De- nice. Derek, Derek, and I are big fans of the uh, steelbook cases. It's very shiny. I am very too. Nice. I, I have that for uh, a couple of games. I, um, I so d- my so 
my main thing with with the world of Horizon is like, okay, so taking into like sort of Aloy's demeanor, right? It's like she's like one of like what a two people, maybe like a couple more that like actually understand what's going on in this world. So it's like she's carrying all sort of like all this weight on her shoulder because also like she's literally a clone of the person that's the most important to sort spoilers. of spoilers, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, from the first game, but I'm this for the first game. Listen, if you're playing the second game, the second game spoils the first. Don't feel bad. Sorry, but it's from the first game. Yeah, my second game spoils the first game immediately and and in huge ways, like right out of the gate. But it's like it has to. It's a second. It's like literally right chronologically. It's like Aloy's just so aware of what's going on in this world and and why it is the way that it is. And then you have silence and like. Those are the only two characters that I can think of. And then you have all these people that are just like basically yeah, essentially cavemen. You know what I mean? Like right. the issue with her is she'll literally look at somebody and be like, I'm the savior. I'm the only one who can save it. Well, what do you mean? I can't talk about this right now. Yeah. Because yes. well, every single time, yeah. Dude, like, yeah. every single time. Well, can you no, save us and help us? No, I can't right now. I have to go save the world. <laughs> but why? Because I can't right now. I have but, to go but save they, the world. But they wouldn't understand, though. That's the thing. I understand that. But I, you can still, like... You can like, still have entire, her have flashes of personality a little the more entire than... The entire setup... Just I can't talk of about her it, you know? meeting, Like, I went and talked to everybody. They give you, like, an optional yeah. quest where you can go yeah. talk to all her friends. And everyone's like, you took off right away. And she's just kind of like, yeah, I had to. <laughs> I had to. Can't talk about it. Gotta go. Bye. But I mean, well, you know, you okay, know, so here's, here's something I wanted to point out with this is that I understand what you're saying, Dan. Where it's like, hey, it's kind of a result of her environment, her experience. I get it. But they actually give you, hey, do you want to be aggressive, smart, or loving sure. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She and I tried. I actually reset the save and tried. She sounds and acts the same, even <laughs> if you pick the loving response. She is just a yeah. wet blanket of a personality. I think that's the way that they designed her character. I don't sure. think it's Ashley Birch's problem because she's been. No. She can yeah. do all kinds she's of characters. Great. Yeah, she it's can. The so, Chloe is so different from I, this character. I think yeah. it's the dialogue they give her, and it's the way they're directing her to be very deadpan which i can get i mean listen i'm a huge fan of Geralt from the witcher 3 deadpan isn't a problem if it's done correctly but i don't find her to be like why is everyone so into her like there's there's multiple characters yeah. who are clearly into her in a romantic way yeah. like, and i'm just like yeah. well I, they must what? sense they must sense something special about her well and because she is special and you because... will, you are jumping over hoops to defend no I, i'm just yeah. i'm just trying to because again we're in a world where there's Dan these people no, hold on we're in a world where these people they one do, of them they do got a talk, quest sign above they do them. talk like, yeah, i like you she talks normal. I mean, the people in this world do talk normal. They don't talk literally like cavemen. They're not bashing right. each other on the head or anything. But, yeah. like, they are essentially cavemen. They are well-spoken cavemen. Uh, and I think that's a stretch. I think no, they're smarter I, than that. They're I, they're more advanced I mean, than maybe, that. Maybe, but I'm saying, like, it yeah. is... A, I mean, comparing it to what the technology in the world was prior, it's it's night and day, I think. Maybe. And, I don't and know, as you're going to that first village, that which I love the name Chain Scrape, by the way. What a great name. And they say it I so almost, many times. Chain scrape. Chain it's scrape. funny. Um, like I, I, I was thinking, okay, I got to go back to, and I forgot the name of the place, and I was like, I got to go back to Chain to scrape. Chode scrap or whatever. <laughs> <Chode> <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, of uh, from Guardians, Guardians Two with Taser Face. It's just it's oh yeah, Chain scrape. Anyway, the names are so funny. I feel like as you go, I feel like as you go through that village, it actually feels like very modern and advanced dialogue and developed people who are stuck in 
a very rudimentary world. Like talking sure. to them, and even you've got this guy Olvind who's kind of running the show, and everyone kind of hates him. And there's a lot of like political intrigue and subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's all very modern. And no, well, that's why I said they that, they're well spoken. I was, was going mean. to say I don't think it's just well spoken. I think they're very smart characters. Even your mm. buddy at the beginning, who you give the device to, and he starts to see Is stuff. Dude, he handles that like a champ. Like he just he he starts to really quickly learn and adapt and mm -hmm. grow and i'm like she's cutting in my opinion, this is part of what annoys me about her character is not just that she's bland in her responses to people. That's annoying, but uh -oh. i can get over it. I, it's yeah. that she is assuming everyone around her is so stupid, they can't mm -hmm. understand or help. That bothers sure. me. So sure. i'm like you're you're just as bad as some of these other characters in here cuz it's like I, I have to go alone. This is something i have to do alone. I'm like bring look, look at she's really also when she gave the focus, when she gave the focus to Varl, I was like, "Oh, cool! This is going to be like a two-person adventure, sure. like another Uncharted." That was actually like, what I was going to say. Did yeah. anybody else go? I kind of wish they would do, <laughs> like, start maybe in future releases, be like, create a party and make it an action RPG with with several yeah. characters. Or you can pick. I want to control Varl for the, you know, I whatever. Do, like, I do like cool. Varl's character. I actually think too, he, yeah. he he just has a cool vibe about him. Don't uh, even get me dude, started some of the stuff Aaron. Some of the stuff Aaron. Listen, I understand I he's kind of dead. annoying character, but some of the stuff, <laughs> some of the stuff dead. he says to her, I'm right there with them. Where he's like, "Yeah, all right, sorry, you got to go do important Aloy stuff." I don't go know. Ahead. I know you got to yeah. get going. Go I ahead. Know. I like his attitude. Yeah, he is passive aggressive beta male, and you guys know that. Like, seriously, <laughs> she deserved it. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been that way. I shouldn't have. No, she's being a jerk. Talk to her like she's, she's... a jerk. Again, she is under she, to her. She's like, I'm. No. I need to get this shit she's done an because, fool. like, the world is gonna die. Like all this. Dan would up. not defend her if it's... it was my face on her saying the words <laughs> that she's saying. Well, He'd if be it like, was your she's personality, so full of herself. Sure. It's, so that... it's, uh, it's so funny that she spends like the first. I'm again six six and a half hours in the game. She spends so much of it saying, "Don't call me savior," but she has such a savior complex about this entire yes. thing. It's there so interesting go. about that. That's, uh, that's that's I have no problem with her yeah. knowing that she is the only one because she is she right. is the only it's one true. that can it's save. It's true. Yes, but it's it's exactly what Jeff says, and him and I rarely agree on anything because he has this, terrible this feels, takes and this terrible. Feels really takes. weird, and I'm not comfortable with this. But <laughs> I have a, a problem with the fact that she acts like she's like, oh, they made a statue for me. <laughs> I totally don't want it. Oh, you could have actually made this look better. Like that's her <laughs> mentality. Like it's almost like this is not this is not my personality. I don't like this attention. And then it's like every five seconds, but I'm the savior. Do you guys remember what I did for y'all? Yeah, I'm the savior. I gotta I, go. I do think to her credit, to the to their credit for the character, that she's trying to leverage that to get access to where she needs to go to save things. So I do think that. Mm -hmm. She's leveraging that savior position in a way that makes sense for the story. So I, I actually, say... I really liked her character and her sarc her dry sarcasm works really well with some scenes, like with Olven, yeah. as he's being clearly deserve... a political yeah. manipulative right. douchebag, yeah. and she responds in some great ways, and like her character fits perfect with that to kind of like undermine his attempts to continue to there's, control the town. There's a that part, great. Uh, there's a part where I'm at where she's like interacting with somebody who uh, was explaining what the lenses are where you go up to the towers and grab a lens yeah. and she's like so you're a thief and she's like oh, I'm an opportunist and then they're back and forth was like oh this is actually playful and fun so they do have well, it in them. To I had already that. collected like three of those or four of those and then Man, so and same. then so Aloy says I actually have some of these she goes oh you're an opportunist as well like that was great yeah. I loved that little exchange 
you know, there's a part um, coming up before the world opens up even more, which, by the way, we should talk about the open world, the way what they've designed. Mm-hmm. And there's a part we have a long, potentially long exchange with a character if you want to really discover what's going on. And you can, there's option keeps popping up that says that's enough for now, or you can ask them to keep going and explaining more. And I do think it's interesting, so you should oh, ask them to keep explaining. So we're, more. so you um, and I are at the same hour length it sounds like i'm exploring like way too much because i'm behind that i it might I'm be more than six yet. to eight hours it might be closer to 10 i don't know oh, okay. um but anyway i just want to add that i yeah did, go ahead I sorry you, you want guys yeah. if you guys enjoyed the interaction with her the first time she talks to the black ball guy and how silence. he puts huh silence yeah and oh, how yes. he puts her like in her place, yeah. like basically calls her an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like if you can figure you it not, out. And I was like, oh, so so Derek is silence, basically. Basically, I absolutely yeah, but also love. it helps that that guy's performance is amazing. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's amazing. He in was everything. super savage though. Like there was he like did. two right. lines that he said to her, and that she was like, "I'm angry because I'm yeah. the savior," and he's yeah. basically like. Oh, I'm so glad you finally figured this out. It only took you like three weeks to figure yeah. out. Three months to hey, figure to be, this out. To be clear, for anyone listening, she actually never says the line "I'm the savior" ever. Derek <laughs> no. is adding oh, that doesn't. in. You know what? I'm getting the impression. I'm getting the impression that I'm just trying to have a normal conversation. You guys are being just sexist as all hell. That's what's happening. You're being sexist. No, I will say this. I mean, no, my wife. This was a white male. I wouldn't have a problem with distractions (laughs) at all. My wife walked up. I was playing it, and I was in a conversation. It cut back to Aloy. My wife just kind of looks at her and goes, "No one's hair is that thick." I was like, "All right." Well, they don't they don't bathe or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I was, well, she's got a beard, right? Are. She's got extensions. It's she fun. does have a big beard. Yeah, she, she has a huge beard. Huge yeah. beard. Um, actually, no, I said I was like, she's the savior, hun. Okay, um, <laughs> she's the savior. We're gonna build a statue um, of her. She's stunning and brave. It's but I even though she doesn't say that, you're right. She does I some. She, she's got some inconsistency with what she feels like is owed to her. Yeah. Some like kind of like why can't I just leave if I want to? Like there's a little bit of that element to her character that hopefully becomes less and less. But yeah, once I we see the game through, we could have another opinion, a totally different I, opinion by the by the I end love of it. the you know the opening lets you explore a bit, teaches you some basics again because I had to be refreshed on how you move and even like crouching. Yeah. I, I was like, what you? I thought circle. No, it's square to crouch. Okay, I was kind of getting used to the controls again, and then it puts you out into this. After looking at the map, I'm realizing very small open area to start with, where mm-hmm. it's like this valley you get to explore. It's got a bunch of stuff to discover, some optional stuff on the side, some things that you can't explore yet. Like I was down in the mine shaft doing the one side quest and there's a whole wall that says oh, basically yeah, you yeah. don't have the technology to get through here yet. Yeah. You know, there was one underground river that I swam down that said you don't have the technology to, di- to swim down here yet. Sounds like, yeah. oh man, there's a little Metroid-y going on here. I got to come yeah, back yeah, later. Yeah. Um, um, so that, yeah, that part's exciting to me because then you can see, even though the map's grayed out or whatever, it's all kind of fuzzy and covered up. Um, you can see how freaking huge this is going to be. Yeah, like how many? Said this is PlayStation Zelda. Yeah, really. As far as like the tools, as, that as you're far as scale, unlock, and and then you have to come back to those areas because you don't have the tools or the upgrades. Wow. Yeah. I, I think it's super smart the way that the game opens up because it's like the yeah. area that you go into at first is like kind of like it's narrow, but like it's open. Like yeah. it's pretty narrow comparatively to the rest of when you look at the map that is fogged out, like you said. Um, so it's like a good way to teach you like, all right, like this is a reasonable amount of space for you to explore and yep. still have plenty to do and kind of get used it's, to And things. it's big so, enough. You need to fast travel a little bit. To yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, yeah, just overall, I mean, just broadly speaking, this game is like just an improvement, complete improvement in all aspects. Okay, like, so that's my that only meant to make. my only negative on this game has been some of, I think Aloy's character flaws, the way she was written and designed. Yes. I think is one of the biggest drawbacks to the game, but that was true of the first game too. To be fair, that was one of the problems of the first game. So let that that aside, there's so much I love about this game. I know Derek was talking about how it's ugly. What is what are you smoking? This game is <laughs> well. You guys ugly. didn't even hear. You cut me off, and I am not the only you one saying it. it. And all you have to do is go to Digital Foundry. And no, I'm not repeating it. I actually was gonna play it on 60 frames per second and ignore what he said. And then I looked at him like, this looks like shit. And then I went in other groups, and they were like, I can't play it 60 frames per second. It's blurry. It looks terrible. I was like, agreed. Get a better team. They had to drop problem. it to 30, and they had to do favor resolution. Okay. Um, well, I was just going to say I'm finding it to be absolutely gorgeous, both resolution and performance wise. But Same. maybe I'm just I'm on a CRT TV. Is that the problem? Is that I'm playing with uh, the I'm, three? I'm on an problems? OLED. I'm just kidding. So I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not beautiful. on a CRT TV. I haven't done that since then. I, I actually oh, I started, it, it, it defaults to <laughs> I was um, like, oh, he's on a budget. I'm not going to judge him. I don't know. <laughs> it defaults to fidelity mode, right? Because like I actually didn't even it realize does. I was Mine playing does. in 30 frames and then I switched it and I was like, all oh, right, this does feel better. Mine was defaulted yeah. to uh, maybe it's system settings. Mine was defaulted to performance mode. OK, well, that's interesting. Um, Mine was I, defaulted uh, to fidelity and then I didn't like how I every time I moved the camera, it was just slow as hell. So, uh, I mean, that, that's the nature of 30 FPS. So, uh, you know, I switched it to performance. And, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm admiring it visually more and more that I play it. I don't know. So maybe I'm just getting acclimated I, I to switched it. over to quality mode while in that first little valley there with Varl. And there's some water. And there's Dan's favorite. There's some cliffs in the background. Oh, man. Are there cliffs? So, dude, the there cliffs. are so many cliffs. Cliffs of the cliffs. Dude. Uh, so, I switched it over to the quality mode. And so, Derek, maybe this is what you're talking about. And you can help me if I'm not understanding what you're saying. So I went to quality mode. It's 30 frames per second. I did not notice right away some motion blur as I turned the camera mm -hmm. with, with 30 frames per second. I didn't like that. And things just turned off motion blur it completely. Didn't white look as good to me. And then I also noticed some of the coloring when I moved the camera. Only when the camera shifted a little bit. I don't know if it was the shading or the color. Like on the hmm. cliffs, for example, I actually noticed them change a full-on shade on my TV. I was like, well, that's weird. I went hmm. back to performance mode. That issue wasn't there. Everything still looked great as I moved the camera around. I find it to be incredibly detailed, and the motion is super pretty. Like Maybe it's the HDR. Maybe that you have to tweak it a bit. I might need to do that. That's yeah. true with the quality mode. I didn't sure, think about sure, that. Sure. That's a good point. It could be lighting related. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all that to say, I thought I, I'm – thinking that with performance mode it looks fantastic and I've, now i've got a uh how old is that tv now six-year-old samsung 4k tv it is certainly not top of the line by any stretch even then it yes, wasn't but even jeff it, he has probably the same tv as me and a lot of people on, on oleds are agreeing with me but jeff is disagreeing with me which is fine but i'm telling you it's not just me. There's a regular people that aren't PC master race that only have PS5s that are like, performance feels good. I'm going to play on it because it feels good. It uh -huh. does. But the 1800, it's 1800p, which I've played a ton of games at 1800p. Not 1440? No, it's 1800p, and it's huh. blurry. So it's... That's what I'm complaining it's about. It's if you look at the world, I'm not yeah. talking about moving. I can just be standing the still. The textures, you mean? And everything is like blurred, hmm. and it looks bad. 
Whereas oh. if you switch it over to resolution, it eliminates the blur and everything is crunched and tight like 4K. Everything is very, very tight visually. Right. It's That's not blurred at all. Yeah. This is one of those moments where I feel like I need someone to come over, like yourself maybe, <laughs> sit on the couch beside me, look at it on my screen, and be like, it's blurry. And I'm like, okay, I'm just not seeing it. Like, I need to find out, like, is it there oh, it and is. I just don't see it? Uh, or is it just not that way? Yeah, right? I'm, I'm clearly missing it too. I, I don't know. I mean, when I switched it, like, I noticed some of the lighting changed a little bit all of a sudden, but I, I, I haven't noticed. I blur. highly recommend if you want to waste your time in this, if it's not a big deal, don't do it. Sure. No. But watch the Digital Foundry breakdown because the guy that's actually doing the breakdown mm. always plays his games and always chooses performance every single time. And he literally says, I actually played this on resolution because I found the visual downgrade to be annoying. It does okay. not look good. It's blurry and he breaks it down and he's like, it's 1800p. It should not be looking like this. The aliasing is off. They did not do a good job with this. And that's how I felt. Because I was like, maybe something well, I'm still going to try to do the 60 frames per second because I like. It feels good. I'm, I'm used yeah. to it now. I play yeah. every yeah. game at 60 to 100 frames per you're, second. You're I, don't I did some. I did. I mean, you probably done way more research on that 60 frames per second. But like you're supposed to play games in 50 frames per second. 120 is even better. But like the, just motion wise, it just it feels it, so much natural. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 30 yeah. is like what's going on it's like a well, lag when you well when you it. first switch to 30 and you're used to 60 it literally feels like it's chugging it does but now that i've played for six hours i'm perfectly fine yeah, you, can, you kind of have to get used game. to it yeah yeah i've made the decision that i prefer the way the the picture looks with the resolution more than i care about the performance issue hmm. okay um speaking of visuals i do think they've done an incredible job taking their character animation specifically up oh, yeah. a notch. Oh, um, yeah. Dude. So the it conversations is, you, you know, have with I characters just, are much more compelling. Zero Dawn. I just, like, not finished it, but I just... Yeah. <laughs> I, I replayed it. it. Replayed I it. watched the story yeah. recap or whatever, um, but I played it, like, a week ago, and yeah. I was like, they look so unnatural. It is weird to watch them yeah. uh, the talk character to each models other. Are and, different. and Tim, like you're saying, like, I mean, the character animations, when they're talking to each other in this game, it is it's this is the part that's night and day even the me. side quest so there's a side quest yeah. in that first village where you can go talk to these two sisters who are experimenting with this weapon yeah yeah and yeah, they want yes. to go gather materials for you even their interactions with you and with each other and the one character after you deliver it just kind of stares at you it's very yeah. funny and, and you're like, goes hi? like hi uh, like, yeah that was great and <laughs> yeah and it had a lot of little nuance it reminded me of the little moments that i loved from life is strange of course animated totally differently but yeah. just like the little subtle like expressions i'm like dude they're really getting when, it this time they're really when getting you it. go when you go back to horizon zero dawn the character models of like when you're having a conversation and the camera's like all up on their face is a completely different character model than when you're just running around right and there's definitely less despair uh there's de less of a difference here like yeah. it's it's base it seems like it's basically the same character model maybe slightly different but um yeah. It's, it's well, just so much better, you know? And there's a character this... that you meet from. She's in the first game, and you meet her in Chainscrape. Her name's Petra. She's a side character from the first yes. game. Yep. And I never would have known it from the first game. I guess I just don't remember the story very she well. She looks quite what. different. But she looks very different, but also... She seems like cause I went back and talked to her down there by the new board game, which we'll talk about mm -hmm. in a second. And that whole conversation, I'm like, 
these little subtle things. Is she super into Aloy? Like, it seems like she's super into. Oh Aloy. no, she is. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's um, obsessed with her. Let's be real. Okay. So, <laughs> but it was it was the she's animation the of the character, she's and it was the way it was the way she's looking at her, and the expression she was making as they talked yeah. that I was like, oh, absolutely. That that's when it kind of hit me. Like, this is impressive what they've done with even. Yeah the side characters that they did a really good job. They like, made it much more cinematic, like in, on yeah. almost every level. I remember going to pick up side quests in the first game and it's just the same cutscene every single time right. where, I mean, again, granted they're side quests. They don't need to be that cinematic, but where you're just standing opposite the person, the camera right. switches. That's what I mean. And, it's just all yeah. up in their face and it it's just, exactly it, and what very Dan stoic, is about. right? Yeah. Very, yeah, did you guys, very, very dry. Did you guys their try, heads moving in weird ways. Try the mini game yet. Uh, they they introduced this game called Strike. Have you played the Strike yet? I did the I tutorial thing, but like I haven't dabbled yet. No. So Strike is kind of a very Final Fantasy style and Witcher style and yeah. really Assassin's Creed, where you've got this little sideboard game where you can collect pieces or cards or whatever. In this case, it's pieces that have different stats attached to them, and it's this it's a grid. And the, in the tutorial, it's just a basic grid and all the t- terrain's the same. But as you start, I've played a couple rounds of it. It changes the terrain and your attacks and defense mm-hmm. change based on what terrain you're sitting on and what direction you're facing. And and so anyway, uh, it's very interesting, surprisingly in depth. And one of those things that I'm like, hey, it's not my favorite mini game of all of these yeah. mini games that have been introduced, but I do like it. it I think seems... they put a lot of work into it quite complex like it, it unless i'm gonna get specific items that i have to play that in order to get where i'm like man i kind of wish i had that item like i don't know if i'm gonna be playing that it just seems like too much yeah I've, i'm kind of making a decision now so i can get elden ring time in more thoroughly you're gonna skip this aren't you? Yeah, i'm the skipping strike. i'm trying to skip errands but i keep naturally happening upon them i'm like yeah. god dang it i didn't mean well, to collect that the so, ones uh, where the I, sisters, trying to skip I did watch the side stuff like that um, i did like, watch a thing that the guy who has already beat the game said that there are two, usually two types of players, people that like to mainline the story. And then there's people that like to do everything in every area. And he said, don't do either one of those. (laughs) He said that you need to be in the middle. So do not get, he said, don't get caught up on errands. Do those eventually. If, if there's something uh, that you can unlock, that's worth it. But your main thing is you should be, yeah, you should be doing obviously the main story line because he's the one that also talked about how this is basically like Zelda where you unlock certain tools and you can only do that through the main story. But also just do some side missions so you stay at par on, on par with the leveling. On or above. Yeah, I'm far above where I should be. I at like this point. I like yeah. that advice in terms of like mixing and matching. Maybe explore every once yeah. in a while, but then get back to a main mission. Because yeah. I can Which I is how I side. play yeah, games. Exactly. Like I even did it with Dying Light too. Like I was real heavy on the side quests in the beginning. Then I became OP. I mainlined it. And that's, that's what I'll do what with I'll this do one. Too, yeah. Yeah. I will I get OP as well. yeah. and I'll mainline it. It's tricky because that that like the one where you mentioned with the sisters, like unless they that's introduce the main weapon. Yeah, that's it. Right. So unless they it's introduce like a that or something, I haven't used yeah. it yet. But yeah, yeah, it was like good. an explosive tip. But like if you didn't go to that question mark, are you just not going to get that weapon down the line? So that's kind of the that's kind of no, you can't. No, that's just the first one. You can buy. Oh, OK. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That just gets you. That's it gets, gets it to you early. It is a cool one. It's like a javelin uh, that you can throw. It takes a while. Yeah, to, I figured like, it was something like throwable, right? For yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it takes a while to charge up the launch. So it's not something you can use once you're in combat. It's great to start yeah. combat with. I think it's supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like something you start with long distance and then you can just kind of well, run up. Let's and... talk about the combat real quick. I think it's generally what you experienced in the first game. You know, right. it's very similar. 
similar, but they've really changed some things. And so obviously you still, as you start a battle, the idea is don't start it yet. Scan the enemies, see who's around, make sure you get things tagged and know where each of the enemies are. If you want to stealth a couple first and then jump in for the tougher battles, you can do that. I also really like how when you scan them, and the first game might have done this, but maybe I just didn't pay enough attention. Let's say you scan one of the first basic enemies as a burrower, and you see them all over the place at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you scan a burrower, and then you can kind of cycle through its little info card, and you can see its different parts. And it also underneath there tells you like, hey, this will be destroyed if you just kill it. Uh, You can use this for upgrades. It's very valuable, whatever. It'll kind of give you a listing of those things. It was not as in-depth in the first one, though. So this gives you a real cool overview of that. Yeah, And And the path. And it actually kind of like shifts the zoom to see which part it's talking about. So like if it's on their antlers or if it's on their back or if it's on their tail, whatever, it kind of shows you where the part is. And so I've actually way more than in the first game, I'm already becoming really interested in, okay, I need to get the piece off their back. I need both Mm. of the antlers. So I'll just Mm. start firing at the antlers and I'll hit the piece off the back and then I'll just do whatever I have to do to kill it after that. And I have found that to be way more fun. Like now all of a sudden I'm approaching even a battle of like, Hey, there's two burrowers and a scrounger, pretty easy enemies. And I could just stealth each of them, or I could try to take out their voice box first and they can't call their friends. And then I take off the piece on his tail and he's Mm. dead. And it's super satisfying. The combat yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm finding to be, and it, it, it's a combination of, I think they did they did it better, and they give you kind of an overview of what's important and why you should knock parts off. But also, I think I'm just paying more attention this time around. I think the, the first yeah. game did some of that for sure. I just, in the first game, a lot of times I would just set a ridiculous number of tripwires and traps and stuff, <laughs> lure them into it, have them blow up, and then finish them off. And that was fun, but I was always like, man, why can't I never get the part I need? <laughs> That's why, because you're blowing yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So but I, I mean, like it's... the strategy in the combat here. Yeah, it's just I more. I think this this game allows you to options. uh to pick your style of combat that you yeah. prefer. If you prefer setting traps and stealthing it, you can do that. Um, I'm I prefer to you know try to keep my distance as much as I can and stealth is cool, but like you know to keep my distance and just arrow them until they die so they don't alert everybody. But if they come me- come at me, I'm I'm equipped for melee now. You can melee if melee this one if you want to, and yeah. and it's rewarding. I love um the weapon wheel now has more spots. Because that was one of the annoying things with the first one, having to switch between the different bows because certain bows don't have certain types of um, arrows. So you had to go into the menu. You had to equip that bow. Like here, you still would probably have to do that towards the end of the game because you're going to have kind of way more stuff at your disposal. But there's like there's more than four spots now. I think it's like eight spots, maybe six. Six? Okay. But but they splinter off if you get different types of of arrows for for one bow. Yeah, exactly. So I, I really appreciate that. And I know sure. the first game also had a whole bunch of things where, hey, know what type of enemy they are, what element they have, so you can know what to use against yep. them. Yep. But is it new that it's like, hey, if this is an, if they have an electrical power pack, overcharge it with electrical arrows? <clears throat> was that new or was that they, the they've expanded it here? It's no, they expanded it because there was um, what was the <clears throat> it ones used to that... be like, hey, if they're fire, hit them with ice. I thought that's what well, I there was the was big before. ones that kind of have like they had the big belly sort yes. of thing and yeah. i think if you ignited that they would explode so they I, they had it in the first one it just wasn't as many sort of options or yeah. or this yeah. one one of the first types of ways to, one of the first yeah, yeah. tougher enemies is are these acid based ones that actually aren't tough at all all you need is to slow down time and hit one of those green things it's, on the back it's and just everybody up. in the town talked them up a big game and yes. then like as soon as you hit one in the back you're like oh we're done here Yes, <laughs> but I like that. I like that it's like, hey, there's going to be some that. of these enemies yes. that you're going to figure out their one weakness. They're actually tough to fight, but if you do yeah. the one weakness, if you got the right arrow, 
boom, you can take them down just like that. And so Especially the, the, the fire, um, the ones that are, they're not, they're, they're kind of like the, the, whatever, God dang it. Whatever the main ones are. The that giraffe looking ones you're talking about? Uh, no, there's, um, there's like ones that are fire ones that they charge at you a little bit. Those are a little tougher, but they take their time to charge oh, at you. Yeah, you. You mean like the things on the back are not, they uh, have oh, not ground, right? Okay. They have antlers too. And, and. And oh yeah, like yeah. Four or five of those Which, things by the on way, the back. One or two fire hits will kill you right away at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah those guys are tough, and but but when you go to loot them, you get a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm gonna have to take these. Yeah, guys those are down. good ones to snipe from afar. I've discovered. Uh, mm-hmm. You start start shooting off their antlers, and you shoot off their. If you actually shoot off the fire pack, they can't shoot the fire at you, which is usually what kills you so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love all that stuff. I think the layers of strategy they already had in the first one are just elevated here and the combat just feels better and i think derek you were saying this earlier they've added a lot of additional rpg layers to this mm. game yeah um that give you even more control over how you want to play what, what they, do you want to upgrade did they have as much of a skill i just can't even though i just played it i it didn't was way more do an upgrade a lot but is the skill tree they, much larger did. in this one yeah yeah, yeah, they yeah. did have a skill tree, but and it was similar paths. You know, do you want to be more effective with stealth or arrows or melee, whatever? But yeah, it's definitely more. And I do like it. Almost has a reminds me of like the Final Fantasy grid system on the, the sphere grid. Yeah, a little bit, and not yeah. nearly as complex, a, of course. What I, but like, that's what I thought. Yeah. But like, you unlock things around it, and then you get the big right. one in the middle. You know, it's got yeah, some of that. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah, love. They made big so. changes to the melee too. Yeah, it, did. it looks been, so much Yeah, better. I've been upgrading melee specifically to experience it more. You know, what's um, really fun is changes to it. if you do the fighting pit, which I recommend, upgrade a couple of melee things and you can do the fighting pit. It actually does a good job of showing you how you can do that charge attack on. Yeah, I've been yep. trying to figure that out. It's I, a cool one, man, because you, you start doing it and, and you can upgrade that so it charges up faster. By the okay. way, it, it, it takes a long time. So if you have an enemy that's relatively weak, you won't charge it up in time. He'll be dead. Gotcha. Gotcha. But as you level it up, you can charge it up quicker. And all of a sudden, they kind of get stunned and have this blue glowy thing on them. And eventually you can do like you saw in the trailer back in the day for the for Horizon Forbidden West, where you can do the jump kick off of them and slow-mo in midair and shoot them. Like, it just looked really cool. Mm. You can do stuff like that over time. Like, I haven't gotten there yet. Now I'm at the point where I can charge up and Enough, hit them so they're stunned and then quick pull out my bow and arrow and shoot them and they kind of explode and it usually gotcha. kills them and it just yeah. it's a very cool like melee combo where your arrow can finish them off potentially it's just yeah i like lo- i love it I, oh I, yeah i think it's a great job with it, the there's, combat. there's like way more does she like, scream i am the savior <laughs> <laughs> savior we've we've established savior. that she never says call me the savior i am savior um, I, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, I know we stuff. started on some cons and stuff, but I mean, this is, this game is overwhelmingly fun yeah. and, and addicting. So I, oh, by the way, Derek, there's two parts already I've gotten to. It's when you get to that fort that kind of gets you to the open, open world. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have gotten there yet, but there's a couple conversations you have there where they keep calling her savior and she corrects them multiple times to say it's Aloy. Like she's corrected them a few times mm-hmm. and they've been like, oh, it's a savior. Yeah, she's it's like, it's bad. She's correcting them by saying, you call me savior, which equals Aloy. So <laughs> she is still saying that she All is. All right, fair enough. Savior. You are fair literally enough. the worst. Um, <laughs> they, I think it's fair to say, I got to talk about this too. It's fair to say they've improved the way that you move around. And mm-hmm. and specifically how you climb, but it's still not quite to the par of even I think the two the re- most recent Assassin's Creed games I think do it better. I think Breath of the Wild did it better, but it's way improved. So oh, yeah, at the last absolutely. Horizon game, it was like very clear cut painted like yellow rails that you had to go between, and now 
at first I thought that's what it was going to be because at first that was what it was. You saw a couple of yellow rails. I'm like, oh, put, okay, we're climbing again. Here we go. But now there was a rock face that I came up to and I hit my focus scan and it highlighted all these little places I could climb. I was like, mm. oh, this is cool. Yeah, there's a lot and of secrets in there too. So it's a very improved way of climbing, even though I have found some of the climbing, specifically the jumping when you get up on a beam, to be a little janky. Like it doesn't really know what I'm trying to get it to do. But no more janky than the games I just mentioned could yeah. be. There's you know? a lot of controls yeah. going on. Because, like, if you want to jump to something directly behind you, you're, like, on that thing. But then you have to hit circle. And she yes. just, like, you have to remember the circle part for her to jump back. Where it's like, all right. I mean, sure. Yeah. The yeah. grapple hook is cool. The, the grapple hook I, is cool, but so far kind of underused. Oops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so far, the grapple hook's cool, but a little underused. Yes. It's only certain parts yeah. where it's like, I need to get high. Oh, there's a little circle. I can jump to that. Otherwise, it's been a little underused. But me. it looks cool, though, the way that she kind of like pulls up towards it. Um, and then also, if you time it right, if you hit circle, because if you need to get something higher, the way kinda she kind of prepare. Yeah, she launches, launches herself up. So that looks really cool. I mean, after Halo Infinite, they really should use a grapple hook on enemies. I agree. I, and I wonder if that's something that because I didn't see it in the skill tree. I looked through most of the skill trees. I didn't see anything grapple hook related there. Could happen later on. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Um, but yeah, the the Halo grapple hook is amazing. Honestly, and not everyone loves it, but even the grapple in Uncharted 4 at least gave you some creative ways to like, all right, I can grapple here and either climb up or actually need to use it to swing, to jump to there. Mm -hmm. This seems to be much more straightforward. That's out of reach. And sometimes we'll give you the grapple option to make it not out of reach. So yeah. it's, it seems a little inconsistent, but it's fine. Like it's so improved from the first one. Exploring has been pretty fun, I think. Cool. Um, yeah, kind of bong that Elden Ring's coming out. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I was saying, dude. They can't catch a break because the first time it was uh, Breath of the Wild. So story wise, I think it's interesting what they've done here. And I think they did a good job of not just saying everything from the first game doesn't matter. It's more like everything from the first game wasn't everything. Like there's more. So I did. They did a good yeah. job of that. You know, a lot of times in these sequels, they like... can undo it. But they did how and I know why they had this conversation, but they were like, uh, Varl was like, where's all your stuff? She's like, yeah, I just lost it. Yeah, I <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, you're you the savior. Before. You don't lose your <laughs> God stuff. Damn. Like, no, no, I think the actual line is she says, on a pedestal, she says, I ran she... into some trouble and I lost some of my gear and they don't really clarify. Yeah. That's true. I, I wonder if they'll explain I felt that. That was so lazy. Like I'd rather you just not say anything. If they don't, if they never circle back to <laughs> Mind that, your business, I, that's what if, happened. If they never circle Mind back to show you, like maybe something happened. If they never show you that, then I agree. No. That's a pretty well, lazy. It's that, way it's that nonsense that. of like kind of like when Final Fantasy VII remake uh, two comes out, people are gonna be like, how are they gonna explain the materia not having the material? It's like true. just let it go. Or or I mean I don't know. Whatever. I, don't know, I would like to Going actually. Portal I would like everything. for sure. game developers. Look, I'm still going to enjoy games if they never change this. But I would like for some of them to sit down and go, okay, if we're going to make a sequel, and the entire first game was m them building this character up to this, yeah. can we make the sequel not just like somehow magically this person lost all their abilities or tools or whatever? Can we just have them start that way and then add on and make them even more powerful? That's what they did with the Batman games, right? Didn't they do that with the Asylum games? No. He, he had some of that? No? I thought he still had he some of that. He loses most of it. Oh, okay. I thought for some you reason... You have to upgrade it in different ways in yeah. each oh, title, okay. basically. Some of it stays. I think some in this one, uh, one of the easiest ways to do what Derek's talking about, because I'm with you, 
one of the easiest ways is to actually introduce a new character and now your old for your old main character is actually a side character who maybe is training you or something like that's one of the easiest that's why, ways that's why last of us part two made sense yeah. <laughs> like you're starting you're literally starting over with somebody yes. new yeah and and i know you can't do that every time sometimes you have to have that character at the center but it's it's a little easier than be kind of being like yeah. well i tripped and everything fell down the cliff and now i don't know where it is you know it's a little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, and I know they keep some of the skills that you had in the first one did carry over here as just kind of beginning skills. And that, that's cool. That's good. It's just video game stuff. Like, right? like for example, yeah, exactly. um, taking over the charger to mount it, that's just a skill you have right away. Like, you, you don't have yep. to do anything. Like, and, thank God. Yeah. And then she has to, because, of course, she has to have a writing montage as the opening. You know, yeah. they actually, Kids started thinking about game it, like that. you know, the, the, main, the main kind of, like, um, what's the word for it? Like, the meat. No, not the meat. Like that that enemy that's just easy and a beginner enemy that's throughout the game, but you know they're an easy one to defeat. It was the watcher, and I'm sure they'll come back in some way, shape, or form. But now it's the burrower. So now yeah, she yeah, doesn't yeah. she doesn't know how to override them because they're new. Like sure. they did it. That was pretty smart of them to introduce a new kind of goomba. Like that's their goomba for the Mario. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, that's that's your basic enemy for a while at least. So and, uh, can- cannon fodder or something. And uh, cannon or, fodder, or yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that's actually pretty smart because I don't think you could ever override a scrounger, which is the one from the last game. So they did. I think they probably thought through how mm. do we. How do we make it obvious that she just didn't forget magically how to do some of this stuff? It's well, we have to introduce new, similar level enemies, and that's what right. the burrowers are. Which and these sense. are all like different kinds of machines and weapons and stuff. That's why she's not, kind of naming all them, of them off top like of her the, head, right? The scrounger already existed in the first game, and so did the okay. deer-looking one with the antlers. That one right, already right, existed. Right. Um, but anyway, um, I'm just kind of thinking out loud about that. I didn't think about that, how they, they did a smart thing to replace that basic enemy who... In the um, first game, you can take over watchers, and I remember taking like overriding watchers to have them start fighting each other in the yeah. first game. So, yeah. and that's, that's still a that's still a thing that's going to come up because I've already upgraded a few of those skills. We just haven't gotten to that part of. I haven't gotten have that to, part. You of have the to get to yet. what's called the cauldron, where you see where that machine was created originally, and then you learn how to override it. That's yeah. those are the things that you didn't. Um, yeah, speaking of uh, sp- something smart, in the first one, I didn't like the limitations with the inventory. I thought it was super annoying. Like it basically, oh, so, I think it yeah. maxed out at 120. So like, then you just couldn't pick up anything else. Now you have, you have a stash. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. There now is a... she tells you, oh, this yeah. is a little bit too much. Dude, that, she that was the allies review. That was in the easy. They're like, like she 30 will not times. shut up. She will not shut up. Hey guys, did you I, know that Aloy has a stash? I know we can look in our stash later. <laughs> Aloy, a mustache? A mustache? Dude, I think she she needs to stop saying no to these friends that want to come with her because she's clearly going crazy talking to herself all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> let a friend come with you, would you? My goodness. Um, Especially so, when some of them can carry themselves like in, sure. in combat. You're like, like, Marl, like Marl. why are you Marl saying no? Totally could have come. One more thing that I had that's taken a note of, I want to make sure I mention is uh, oh, great. That's gross. Uh, is <laughs> is uh, and this is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but I know I just got to this part in the game, just got past this part in the game where you do finally get that what people call a ripoff of Breath of the Wild with the glider. Oh, so yes. I, I oh, just cool. got that part. It's a really cool story moment leading up to that when you finally get it. It's very, I thought it was done very well, very cinematic, like we've already talked about. And kind of like the story, you kind of feel like, uh-oh, everything just opened up. Here's Here we go. It's that here we go moment uh, for the game. And so anyway, but you get that at the end of that. And I've tried it a couple times. It is super cool. It is, yeah. uh, it's a really cool way to, to travel around. So yeah, when you see those... Of- 
A lot of cliffs, a lot of high. Yeah, when you see those cliffs, cliffs, and I've wanted to jump down, but I'm like, yeah. I mean, she can. By the way, she can jump from pretty high up and land without any problems. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, if I were uh, Arthur from Red Dead Redemption Two, I'd be so dead from some of those heights. Like he dies, <laughs> he dies so fast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, out of the anyway, damn way. The, uh, <laughs> the the glider that she uses is is super cool. So I like the way nice, they implemented nice, that. Nice, nice. And it's important to have something like that in an open world like this. Uh, yeah. You've got to have the ability to like, hey, I climbed up super far, yeah. and now I want to just kind of glide down to that area. That's what made Traversal in Far Cry 6 so fun. You could just have the airplane drop you and then hit your your glider ability. Yeah, yeah. Just... Far, Cry, Far Cry 6 is fun because yeah. I don't think it's fun. All right, Dying Light 2. So, right. yeah, I was going to say, so Dying Light 2. It's like <laughs> a lot of the same ideas in those games. I was going to say, that's first person, and I loved it. So saying something um, uh, absurd. Mm. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for now. That's our essentially first impressions from what is clearly a very massive game. I am going to do my best to follow that advice that Derek was talking about, where it's, hey, have a balance of hitting the corners of the maps without hitting every corner and driving yourself crazy. Because I can. I've done this before on open world games where I've gone too in depth, every question mark, and I kind of burn out on the game. And I'm like, really? I've got 10 main missions left? I've done that before. I did that with Cyberpunk, and that's why I never got another playthrough of it. Because (laughs) I I burned every corner of that map, uh, every question mark. Because as of right now, it's like, this game is gorgeous. I love the way it plays. It's all I care about. There's no other games. uh, And I totally can see what Derek's talking about. When a game comes out, now you're kind of holding a grudge against your current game. I've done that before, too. And so... Right now, I don't feel any of that. So I'm like, I'm going to take my time. I want this game to be 300 hours. I don't care. I'm like, I don't really. Though. I don't <laughs> no, really. No, yeah. So uh, I got I to gotta balance that a little better. So anyway. But that's it. That's our first impressions of Horizon Forbidden <laughs> West. What a cool game. Already. Is everybody getting Elden Ring? I am. Yeah. And what platform are y'all getting it on? A PC. PS5. Pony Station. Terrible. <laughs> are you not going to answer that <laughs> i just no, i prefer I, gaming I on my question. tv because i paid so much money for it so are you gonna i'm assuming you're i like PC sitting too, down right on there, the couch. If you're, with your high powered rig you're getting a pc version of that right i have i have pc in um xbox pre-order. the uh minimum specs are what allegedly pretty high i don't know i saw people like complaining that it seemed like Kind of the minimum requirements are. You saw people complaining. Me. The minimum requirements aren't too bad, but if you want to get no? the most out of it, you get you do have to have a pretty good system. Okay. I'll be able to run it right around mid levels. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you just have to be all right. Like, I mean, I think we're just at the place now with new games that you, you can't well, run it on a piece I, of crap anymore, guys. I'm I sorry. grabbed it on a CD key sale. They had a pre-order for it last <laughs> fall up, and it was surprised. like. It was like thirty-four yeah. bucks or something like that for the wow. pre-order on Steam on CD Keys. Yeah, so I bought it for forty, yeah. and then I bought the Xbox Collector's Edition. Otherwise, I wouldn't be buying it on console. But I yeah. wanted the Collector's Edition. Yeah, nerds. Here's my problem with the timing of that game: is I think I'm still going to be that so Cyberpunk enamored. Collector Edition is amazing. I'm going to be so enamored with Horizon. Still, I predict. Yeah. That that'll come out, and I'll try it because I want to be able to talk about it. I want to be part of the conversation. Right. I don't know how much I'll really be able to give to that game until Horizon credits roll. I, I maybe maybe I I'll... agree. I agree. Horizon is more my cup of tea. Yes. Oh, is that so, your okay. Kyle impression? It's or? a noob. In, in 2017, Horizon oh, Zero Dawn came out, and I was it in could. love. I was in love with Horizon Zero Dawn. It came out the end of February in 2017. A week later, the Switch arrived, and I got Zelda Breath of the yeah, Wild. Yep, and yep. I didn't play Horizon Zero Dawn again till like, yeah. April, end of April, maybe. Like, I that game was done 
to me until yeah. I was all That's in. literally what, what Derek was just saying. That's what happened with me with Breath of the Wild. I got obsessed with Breath of the Wild, and I was like, I yeah. Horizons, whatever. I mean, Because, like, you know, it's one of the best games ever made. So then I went back to Horizon. I actually started a no. brand new game on Horizon because it was one of those yep. moments where I was like, I don't know what's happening. So I started over. Ended up loving that as well, of course. I sure. love that game. Um, but, yeah, sometimes there's just a game you'd rather play. So we'll see. With Elden Ring, I fully expect to try it. Give my first thoughts, but then table it until Horizon. March doesn't... I would say with this crew, it's it going to be up a little bit. like I'm going to be the one that plays Elden Ring the most. Dan will eventually Good. beat it, but I'll be the yeah, one that plays pro gamer, the most. Right? Yeah. Dan's yes. a pro gamer. Yes. Yep. So I'll let you know how it ends. Um, I, th- I think I think it's actually a nice. <laughs> thing. I beat them all, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a nice thing to balance though, because like the the Souls like games don't. Like there is a story there, and there's definitely lore that you can dig into, but it's not as focused as Horizon, right? Horizon is a story-focused game, um, so yeah. I think it's. I mean, a good, and there is tons of know. lore and world building in. I think that's where yeah, Horizon yeah. shines even more than the story. Like that's my that was my Tomb Raider comparison mainly was like the story is fine, but like the world building is just yeah, it's insane well, to me. I already feel like. Horizon had a great world that they built in this kind of country with yeah. these tribes, and there's all this stuff that happened. And now we have new and tribes. Once that we you get learn to the about, new one, yeah. then thankfully there's a character who's there to answer all your questions right at the beginning before you jump in there. And there's yeah. they have to lay it out for here's these tribes, here's who gets along, here's who's the rebels faction. Like there's a lot going on in the. And by the way, Forbidden West is a little bit an overstatement. It's actually like relatively accessible West. Like a lot of people that <laughs> are from your country. Relatively accessible. That's that's what it should that's be. That's why they call it the Forbidden West. Oh, you're really going to explain the, the title. Thanks. All the lefties in the West. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a political game. Super mm. political. Don't, don't, go to, don't go to the West. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. That's what well, I've heard. we are over two hours. It's time to call it for this week. But thank you guys for taking time to uh, to chat. And then next week, of course, we're going to give more impressions of this game, but really talk a lot about Elden Ring as well. So and looking of course, forward to Legends. That. Just no, not going to talk we'll about that. We'll get to that eventually. I, but... I might buy that. So Yeah, I will eventually, but not. I like the last one. That seems like a wait for it to come on poor pass kind of a game but that's that's <laughs> the problem is you have i know we're ending but you have grid legends which is probably going to be actually a really good racer it looks that like I it'll like it does uh it you solid. have gran turismo 7 and you have oh, yeah. uh triangle strategy all coming out in in the next week after elden rings comes yeah. out well <laughs> grid comes out when elden ring comes out but a week later, those two games come out, and I'm like, I would normally buy those three games day one. Now I'm, I, I might still, but I'm like, are yeah. you gonna even touch them? Yeah. Like I'll yeah, boot up actually, Gran Turismo just to see with what that. it looks like. Let's actually close with that. Here's what's coming up: we got Elden Ring and Grid Legends hitting on the 25th, so that's this coming week. Um, then on, as soon as you get into March, you've got Babylon's Fall. I understand that that game's got a lot of skepticism around it for good reason. Yeah. I get it, I mean, but that's still a big release. Not look good. Yeah. Babylon's Fall, um, a s- slightly overlooked series, and Shadow Warrior Three. That's a pretty big mm. um, I'll, game that's I'll, coming I'll diddle, out. I'll diddle that one. Diddle it. Uh, Gran Turismo it's Seven, on Triangle, Game Triangle Strategy, uh, and then a few weeks after that, you've got the reboot of the. I know not everyone loves this, but the reboot of the WWE 2K series, which is getting really good hands-on impressions right now. By the way, yeah, the saying, dev like reworked the so anybody could pick it up. Uh, so, so I, oh God, please, please be good. Yep, that one's coming out. Um, guys, don't forget Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Uh, <laughs> 
Hold on, hold on. The least Tiny co- Tina's coming out. The least corporate yes, game. I was going to get that. out of my chair got, when you oh, said that. You got the least title. corporate game. Stranger of Paradise on the 18th of March. You've got Ghostwire Tokyo, Kirby the Forgotten Land, and Tiny yeah. Tina's Wonderlands all hitting on March 25th. That's a brutal there's day like, right there. There's like seven games coming out in March that I would buy. Yeah. And then three are coming out in one day, though. That's it's that's not like the first week of April is any better because you've got the new Lego Star Wars, which by all accounts is looking pretty fantastic, hitting that first week. Looks fun, yeah. The Chrono Cross uh, remake. Oh my god. Yes. A remaster. I'm sorry. Let me clarify. The remaster and then the Advance Wars essentially remake is all that first week of April. So, dude, it's not going to slow down. It's going to be wallet, crazy. Our wallets I mean, are effed. effed. I mean, April's April. To me, that's a slowdown. I'm going to prioritize rather, new over remakes. Or, I would or rather have. This type of year, though, than last. I love it. So it's I, nice it's great. Dude, I, I would I'm rather you. have this problem where I'm like, well, I just don't have enough time. Yeah, maybe as we get close to the For game money. of the year, we'll whine about certain games that maybe we would have liked because we didn't spend as much time because of the 70 other games. But overall, I'd rather have that problem than, yeah, there was good games last year, but it wasn't an amazing year to me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it is I, definitely I do anticipate our, our summer being more of a catch-up season like it almost is every year uh, because, you know, that's more of a showcase season for developers with E3 and stuff. And It'll be um, catch-up, but also, like, some of the And Nintendo, then the fall is going to be brutal again. Some of the Nintendo yeah. stuff, like Mario Strikers and Fire Emblem Warriors 2 are both dropping in June. So, like, for Nintendo fans. I'm going to get those, yeah. So there's some stuff I'm happening in the summer. Um, but, yeah, yeah, anyway. All right, I thank think you guys. we're going to get more announcements. For summer. Oh, I think so too. I think summer's gonna be busy because we keep seeing we kept seeing stuff get pushed out of the last couple of years. And also some, in oh, the summer, gonna... have you guys, or Tim especially, and... or PC PC Master Racers, have you heard of the day before? Because you're gonna yeah. want to look at the day before. I, I have. have I've that. seen that. Yeah. It comes out I think early access in June, and I can't freaking wait, dude. I, I know it's gonna be buggy as hell, but like it looks like a lot. It um, does look really good. Yeah. It does look good. It's like Division with cars, basically, and with zombies. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer awesome. for that and being like, what is this? It looks really yeah. good. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.